With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your late night festivities. Thanks for checking out the show. A lot to get to. We'll get to the uh, fire starters this week, known as Nick Saban and also Patrick Beverly. My goodness, Saban and Bev opened their mouths and content just content (laughs) an ocean of reaction and content tiger woods battling joe burrow with a couple of hot takes the Bengals quarterback gets all of that in due time but let's start off with uh, two things here one quick snapshot cheese it's are amazing i just wanted to say that to open up the show i'm dining on cheese it's tonight i thought we could start off with something we all agree with And then we can transition quickly to stuff we're just going to see differently, you know? So we'll start with that. We're all on the same page. Cheez-Its are amazing. Anybody who disagrees, get out. Get out right now. You don't belong here. Go away. Now we get to the other things. Like the Warriors erasing a 19-point deficit. Nice come from behind win. Golden State beats Dallas in game two, 126 to 117. Huge comeback win, also a gigantic second-half collapse. It was a bit of both. And I want to start big picture. I'm going to get to the losing locker room eventually, but I want to start in the winning locker room here. Start on the winning side, because I want to go big picture with the Warriors, because watching them come from behind and erase a 19-point deficit against a true superstar in Luka Doncic... It just made me think about how often we heard many people saying the Warriors are never going to win a championship again. In terms of Steph, Clay, Dre, they're never going to win a championship again. They're done. Throw dirt on them. It's over. 
How many times do we hear that over the years? A lot of times. There are a lot of people saying those things. Just almost skipping to work, dancing on their basketball graves. Like, it's over. The dream is dead. No more championships from Golden State anymore. And just watching game two, I was thinking about how how much that was a prisoner of the moment take. That was a prisoner of the moment opinion that the Warriors are dead. No more rings. And you fast forward to the here and now, and there actually, there's a better chance that the Warriors win multiple championships from here on out with the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green than there is that they don't win anymore. That's literally where we're at right now. And that is pretty amazing. Now, there's a lot of work to be done. They still haven't beaten the Mavs. Dallas was down 2-0 in the last series, and they came back against Phoenix, who had the most wins in the regular season. So it has happened before. Golden State isn't in the finals just yet. And they might have to face Boston, who's a, a tough team. So I'm not crowning Golden State yet. I'm just sitting here telling you, with Golden State up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals, there actually is, as it turns out, a better chance that they win multiple championships from here on out than no more rings. And there are a lot of people that would have thought that was impossible just a year or two ago, and here we are. Here we are. So a lot of premature, prisoner-of-the-moment takes. And that is the bigger picture. This happens not just in basketball. This happens in football also. I think the Patriots, a lot of people jumped the gun on them where they thought, oh, well, the Patriots, they aren't as good as they were. Remember, the Pats won three of four championships, three championships in four years, right? And there was a decade-long drought. And there were a lot of people that were premature, prisoner of the moment. Oh, it's they, they just can't get it done anymore. You know, they're not good anymore. And lo and behold, they win three more championships. You know, I don't know if the Warriors are going to duplicate that with three more rings. That might be a little aggressive, but I think it's more likely than not they win multiple rings than no rings. And I think that's what happens a lot. There's a tendency for people to compare one team to themselves. Meaning like, I think what led to the prisoner of the moment Warriors takes was they're not looking at the Warriors against the rest of the league they're looking at the Warriors against themselves. Like, oh, they're not going to win 73 games anymore. Well, they don't have Kevin Durant anymore. They're not as good as they once were. Therefore, dot, 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 no more rings. Right? I think that's what led to some takes that were really wrong. Like, really wrong. <laughs> the Warriors are the favorites now to win a championship. So there's that part of it. Also, something that stands out. If you look at the Warriors' core, I was looking at just the ages of Steph, Dre, Clay, and I I wanted to just put it into perspective here because I think we tend to believe they're a lot older than they actually are. If you look at Clay and Dre, right? Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they're both 32 years old. They're actually both younger than Jimmy Butler who is starring for the Miami Heat right now. Do you think of Jimmy Butler as like this older guy? No, of course not, right? He's dropping 40 points here and there. He's been balling out. He was tremendous against the Sixers. He's been fantastic against the Celtics. 
We don't think of Jimmy Butler as some old guy. He's 32 years old. He's actually older than both Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Jimmy Buckets is 147 days older than Klay Thompson. He's 171 days older than Draymond Green. And we just see the Warriors in the playoffs with these deep runs year in and year out. We saw that for half decade. They were in the finals every year. So it seems like these guys are a lot older than they actually are. Dylan Brooks was just saying that with the Grizzlies. He's like, they're getting older. We're coming, right? We're here. It's like, that. that's partly true. I think Memphis is going to be a tough team over the years. And he's right that Golden State is getting older, but they got a lot of tread left on those tires. They're only 32 with Draymond and Clay. Steph is older. He's 34. He's not ancient. But uh, with Clay and Draymond Green being younger than Jimmy Butler, I think that puts it into perspective how much tread is left on those Warriors tires. Now, as we bring it back to the here and now, on Friday night, a couple of observations here. One, Draymond Green. Once he gets his first tactical foul, it's he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> it's literally just like, all right, the, the officials just swallow the whistles, and it's like, do whatever, Draymond. Talk trash to an opposing player. Talk trash to us. Just carry on. We'll just take it. <laughs> That's what happened on Friday night in game two. If Draymond, I swear, if he didn't get that first technical foul, the stuff that was uh, that they allowed to slide, he could have picked up, I don't know, text on four or five different things if he hadn't picked up the first technical. You know what I mean? Like, they'd be, oh, that's a technical. If that's the first, that's another technical. If that's the first one, that, that's another instance of it being a technical if it's the first one. They just let him go, man. And I'm not complaining. I'd rather see Draymond in the game than kicked out for something that's really small in the grand scheme of things. But I think it works both ways with Draymond. I think that, yeah, sometimes his reputation uh, earns him more blame than he should get. I, I really do believe that. There are times where that's the case, where ah, that's probably a flagrant one, you know, against Brandon Clark, but it's Draymond Green, so it's a flagrant two. Like, that does happen. But there's another side to it where after that first tech, man, Draymond gets away with a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot. And he knows it. Hey, He's taking advantage of that. Uh, but that was one thing that stood out. Also, Man, Luka Doncic. Here's the interesting thing about Luka. Um, he is a brilliant player. He is a true superstar. But he is a defensive liability. He is not a defensive player at all. You know when Patrick Beverly was talking about uh, Chris Paul, where he can't guard? I think you could just... You could just play that over for uh, Luka Doncic as well. He can't guard. He can't. <laughs> like Luka Doncic cannot guard. He is not a defensive guy. And uh, I, I think this is the, the interesting part about Luka. I think that you have to take the bad with the good, or in his case, the great. Like, you'll live with the bad. You'll hear a lot of these these comments about Luca, about him being a defensive liability. And he is. That's true. But that's not 
the entire picture. You know what I mean? I don't think it makes sense to just, if you're literally looking at a picture, to just solely focus on, on the top right corner and not look at the overall painting, you know? So with it being Luka Doncic, yeah, he stinks defensively. I won't tell you anything differently, but I will tell you that's not all there is to consider. And yet you'll hear this, oh, Luka's defense is terrible. Yeah, it is. But the guy dropped 42 points on Friday, eight assists, five rebounds, sprinkle in three steals and a block. He might have donated to charity and administered CPR during halftime. I don't know. But he did it all, except on the defensive end. And yeah, he stinks defensively, but you got to live with it. And I also think it's silly to just only focus on a shortcoming. And he certainly has one. If you're solely doing that, I think that's ridiculous. It's like saying Tom Brady isn't athletic. Right, he isn't. He can hardly move. But that isn't the only thing to consider. You know what I mean? And I think the bigger picture with Luka, I think he's one of those athletes that the media and fans will say a lot of stupid things about over these years, right? I think it, just buckle up because there are going to be a lot of stupid comments about this guy in the years to come because, look, he, he might he might rub some people the wrong way where he'll kind of laugh in your face, he'll showboat a little bit, might whine to the refs. I, mean, I, I think the dude's highly entertaining. Um But I'm just saying, there will be some detractors. There always are. And I also think that there is going to be this rush to, oh, he didn't win this series? Well, that's because he can't play defense, and that's because of this, and that's because of that, and this. I think he's going to be one of those athletes where a lot of people say a lot of stupid things about him. Really, if you start thinking about who are those athletes where, where people say a lot of silly things about them, Tom Brady is easily the goat in that department for a guy who's won seven rings if you didn't know that and you're just going by some of these opinions out there you would think the guy stinks <laughs> it's, it's freaking amazing I think LeBron is on that list there have been many stupid things I'm just talking about basketball here I'm not making anything bigger than that where LeBron he listen he talks about social issues and He'll chime in about this situation, and some people disagree with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just basketball. There have been many stupid things said about LeBron James. I think Luka is going to be one of those guys because he has the, the brilliance offensively. He is a liability defensively, and I think people are just going to have amnesia. They just remember the last thing they saw. So if Luka lights up, the Phoenix Suns in Game 7, it's like, this guy's a freaking superstar. But if he scores 42 and still stinks defensively on a night that they give up a 19-point lead, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about how awful his defense is. And that alone, right? I think you're going to go by the last thing you just saw from Luka, and I think you're going to hear a lot of stupid comments about the guy over the years. All right, plenty to get to. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. 877-996-6369. Also at the No Show on Twitter. Curious what you guys think about that. The athletes, who's the highest 
on the list, the athlete that the most amount of stupid things have been said about that guy, right? Like who would be on your list as far as that goes? Um, and and we'll get to uh, what Steve Kerr had to say. I, I think he invented a word, but it was very, very fitting. Uh, we'll get to that along the way as well. I'm just glancing through. Holy cow, we got a lot going on. A lot going on. Highly interactive tonight. Coming up right around the corner, I want to get to, man, I did not know that this creation was going to be as big of a hit as it has become. Uh, but I'll fill you in on that. Coming up next, I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Hey. Mike check. Hey. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live wherever get your podcast from this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Brian Nope here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, so the Manning cast. I had no idea the Manning cast that format was going to be as big of a hit as it's become. I was watching some of the PGA Championship, like their version of the Manning cast, with Joe Buck and Michael Collins. It was tremendous. I loved it. 
That was great. And it really is. You know, you know what the Manning cast really is? It's basically TNT's inside the NBA during the game. That's exactly what it is. Because inside the NBA, it's that mixture of entertainment and content, right? It's the fun stuff, the funny stuff, and then it's you know, talking hoops. You're actually talking the game. And that's really what the Manning cast is. And it works. I had no idea it was going to be as big of a deal as it's become. But we've already seen it in like the women's NCAA tournament with Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi. They were doing it. I thought that was good. I loved what Joe Buck and Michael Collins were doing. I saw a pretty healthy chunk of it today. It was fun. It was a good time. I really like it. And uh, you're just going to get a steady dose of that. They're already talking about, you know, UFC versions and name your sport of choice here, but you're going to get uh, more of that if it's working and you can provide more alternate programming. You're just going to see a lot more of that, but I think it's really working for golf. I love the pairing of Joe Buck and Michael Collins is a fun dude, right? He's entertaining and knows his stuff. It's not just the comedy hour. Like he's providing insight. Also, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, One other thing here. Uh, well, I'll get to Tiger Woods because Tiger just battling and making the cut is uh, it's pretty insane. And while I was watching the, I don't know what you call it, the Buck Collins, I, I, like, I don't know. It's like the Manning cast type thing. Annika Sorenstam was on there and she made an interesting comment about Tiger Woods. So I'll get to that momentarily, but let me get out to the, to the calls here first. You know, I'll get to my thoughts eventually. You know, well, let's let's hear from the folks first, though. Uh, Micah is in Arkansas, has a comment about Luca. What's going on, Micah? Welcome to Fox Sports Radio. Not much. Um, I was just actually thinking about the Luca thing. I think he would actually be best suited to actually have like a tweener guard, like a Jason Terry, next to him. Why do you think a? What do you think? What's the thought behind a tweener guard? someone who can guard the point guard and he can actually play off the ball on defense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I hear you on yeah. that. Yeah, like uh, maybe like a scary Terry or something like that. Well, somebody, right? Because you're going to have to. It's a little bit like this might be a bad comparison for some people, but because it's a different sport. But it makes me think a little bit of Tom Brady. You can't just put Tom Brady behind an offensive line. Like, you got to give him help. And so how do you help Luka? It's what you're talking about. You have, uh, you know, a stud guard who can take a lot of pressure. Now, it's different because you can just put Luka in pick-and-roll action and get him on an island and go to work. Like, there's only so much you can do, but you got to help him out along the way and mask some of those deficiencies. So, yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, or... Or like a Marcus Smart type of player. Oh, yeah. Marcus Smart would be a tremendous pairing with him. Yeah, that would help out quite a bit. But no doubt, Micah, yeah. thanks for checking in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Luca is not. They unveiled the all-defensive teams on Friday. Luca's not going to be there. Just spoiler alert. Luca is not, <laughs> not going to be on those teams. Um, but... Look, man, uh, in sports, 
I put it this way for anybody who just harps and harps and harps and harps on the bad defense as if there isn't spectacular offense involved, would you not want the guy on your team? Like, of course not. So that's what's silly to me is to only look at what he isn't doing well or what he even stinks at. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to only focus on that when you know every team would love to have Luca on their squad, right? Uh, let me go out to Olympia. My guy Emmett is out there, wants to check in. What's going on, Emmett? Brian, no, my guy. How are you doing? Good, man. Things are good. I've got a box of Cheez-Its. How can life be bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, Cheez-Its are a very, a very solid snack. Um, you know, I, I will agree with you on that. And uh, I got to ask you, you know, speaking of snacks, you, you, you segued me into this one perfectly. Now, you know, this is a different, you know, radio audience, so I'll set the scene a little bit. Last Saturday night, Brian No uh, worked with VJ Husky, and they had a Grubhub bet where <laughs> Brian bet the Celtics, VJ bet the Bucks. And obviously the Celtics won that game seven, and it wasn't mm-hmm. even close. So Brian won the Grubhub. So, Brian, have you got your food yet? I haven't. No, I have not just yet. Now, do you have any suggestions, Emmett? Like a certain restaurant, what I should get, dollar amount? You know, I don't want to go too crazy with my guy VJ over here. You know, he said it perfectly. You know, just like a, you know, fun, you know, like a meal, you know, that would feed you. You know, you're not feeding like your family or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I honestly thought you were going to go for the Applebee's. That's what I was, you know, knowing <laughs> you. I might. I'm not going to rule that out, Emmett. Hey, man, uh, you know, whatever, you know, it's free food. So, you know, you won the bet. So, you know, go forever, go for whatever, you know, you're in the mood for. And I, I want to weigh in on, you know, kind of your couple points on your monologue to start out the hour. And, you know, first of all, I, what I'll say is, yeah, I feel like Luca just, you know, defense is lacking in uh, the, the last caller. I feel like he brought up a point where, you know, you do kind of get like a 3 and D point guard to come in uh, to Dallas because, you know, then Luka can just, you know, play a ball defense and it'll work because Luka is a – he is great on offense. And I feel like a lot of these, you know, offensive-oriented superstars, like, are there's not – like, they're not really focused on defense. Like, I, I could be completely wrong, but, you know, like LeBron James, you know, he you – know, he, but he's older, so that doesn't count. And you were kind of – saying uh, things that people say stupid things about, you know, uh, for athletes. Um, I, I, I think Stephen Curry, he, a lot of people say stupid stuff about him, like after um, after he lost, loses, and, you know, especially after he lost last year in the playoffs. And also, I have to say this one, too. And this is just, you know, I've mentioned this before. Sorry, Ricky. But the whole Lakers fan base is... They, they, I have followed a topic on Twitter called the Los Angeles Lakers topic. And when the Lakers would play one night, they'd win by like 15. They'd be loving the team. The next night, they would be, you know, just ripping everyone. Vogel fired all this. And it's like, yeah, I see it for some teams because I like follow the team topics on Twitter. But the Lakers are just extremely stupid. And also, you know, you got your LeBrons and your Giannis's out there that people say stupid things about. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Luke is going to be one of those guys, Emmett. He's going to be high on the list. I appreciate you checking in, man. I like that, uh, you know, Grubhub wisdom right there. I, I might choose Applebee's. Also, right, you bringing up Stephen Curry, 
there have been some crazy things said about Steph over the years. Where And look, not all the criticisms are untrue. Some of, of the criticisms of him missing clutch shots, th- those have been valid. Some of the criticisms of Luka are totally valid. I'm not saying there are no valid criticisms. I'm just saying if they're focused on and harped on, in Luka's case, as if he isn't a superstar, that's insane. Uh, there was one criticism I... Hate to call out the show because might get sensitive from time to time, but I mean, my guy Jason Smith saying Steph Curry is a like a system quarterback. That's one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. Stephen Curry would be a star wherever he is. He's not just solely a byproduct of the Golden State Warrior system or the talent around him. That's I insane. Think he's good. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, Steph is one of those guys. I think Luca is going to be one of those guys where. He is. He's a polarizing dude. And uh, if he loses while playing horrid defense, there are going to be a lot of people that solely focus on that and nothing else. All right, let me go to uh, our update anchor extraordinaire. Monsi Bolaños is with us this evening. Listen, I love my guy K-Fig, but when I hear the tones from you, Monsi, I'm like, Monsi's in tonight. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I almost packed up my stuff because you said if you didn't like Cheez-Its to get on out. So actually, I was like packing my stuff up and I was like, oh, I can't leave. Um, I I mean, like, what? I'm not, I don't, I don't hate them, but I, it's not my go-to snack at all. At all. Wow. Okay. So I can understand you having something higher on the list. That's fine. Oh, ten, tons of things higher. On but that it sounds list. like you don't even have Cheez-Its on the list, though. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. If I'm by, if I'm eating Cheez-Its, something is off. It means I like I'm starving or something. Uh. So yeah. No. They're not bad. There's just so many other great things out there to snack on. Anywho, we can discuss discuss my favorite snacks later. What okay. a day in sports. I mean, so much happened, uh, including yes, the Warriors erasing a 19-point deficit to beat the Mavs. That game was so interesting. I'm rooting for the Mavs, by the way. I might, I have no horse in the race. My Clippers have been out. But at this point, I'm rooting for the Mavs. And even at halftime, I was like, this game is not over. It is not over. And the Warriors proved me right. They came back like they do in a typical third-quarter fashion, just like they always do, outscoring the Mavs 25-13 to to pull into 85-83 and going into the fourth quarter. Obviously, Steph Curry led the Warriors with 32 points, including six three-pointers and eight rebounds, but it was really Kevon Looney who had a career high. 21 points and 12 rebounds. This is the first Warrior center since Robert Parrish in 1977 to have 20 points and 10 rebounds in a playoff game. Can you believe that? Sounds ridiculous because they have Draymond Green, but apparently that's that's the record for a center since 1977. We also had two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Hurricanes took game two against the Rangers in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, beating them 2-0. to zero. The Hurricanes are 6-0 at home in the playoffs. They have yet to win a road game. They did not win any road games against the Bruins in the first round. The Oilers beat the Flames 5-3 to three to even that series. The PGA Championship, that round three continues later today. Will Zalatoris is at the top of the leaderboard at 9 under par and will tee off at 2.50 Eastern time. Tiger Woods also made the cut and ended the second round at 3 over par and will tee off at 9.30 Eastern time. Tons of baseball games. The Padres beat the Giants 8-7 in 10 innings with the Manny Machado tie-breaking double in the 10th while the Brewers rolled over the Nationals 7-0. Tyron Taylor had three homers. Three, a three-run homer in the eighth inning, a three-run homer in the eighth inning. That's what I wanted to say because Josh Rojas of the Arizona Diamondbacks, he hit three homers for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks to beat the Chicago Cubs 
seven to six. Back to you. I'm here all night. Whatever you need, snacks, yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you got everything for us here, Monty. Everything. I, I, it's unbelievable. I would say reasonable minds can disagree, but not when it comes <laughs> to Cheez Its. Not that's the one thing. Uh, so boring. I, it's just such a boring snack. It's, but it's it's easy. It's you don't need like here's the thing. You don't need bells and whistles. You don't need dip. You don't need all this extra stuff. You just dig in, man. That's it. Sure, but I'd rather have like some jalapeno kettle chips or something, and I don't need to dip anything in that either. Well, I mean, that is a legitimate response, right? There are <laughs> snacks where you don't have to add a whole lot of stuff, and they're good to go. But, man, I, I'm just I'm shocked. I thought this was the common ground. This was the one thing that could not be disagreed with. Cheez-Its are amazing. And you just... The there. fire started. You're like Pat Bev and Nick Saban this week, just hey, going the opposite way. That's not too shy. I, I like that. I'll take those comparisons. Yeah. I like it. I like it, Monty. We'll get into your snacks of choice a little bit later Sounds as well. Sounds good. Need to do a deep dive on this. 877-99 on Fox. That is your phone number. With Monty talking about game two on Friday night, Warriors come back and beat the Mavs. It is insane when you think about it. Dallas scored 117 points. And they lost by nine. That's pretty crazy to think of a playoff game where you score a buck 17 and you almost lose by double digits. That's how bad the Mavs defense was. And look, Luca is a guy who's targeted time and time again. But I got news for you. I'm not telling you Luca's some def- defensive guru or anything, but he's not the only dude they're taking advantage of defensively. You don't score 126 points just because Luca is not great. You know, that's a that's bad collective team defense. And it's also some great offense by Golden State. You got to give them credit as well. But I think it's too simplistic to be like, "Oh, you gave up 126 points to Golden State. Man, Luka sucks defensively." It's like, "Yeah, he he is pretty bad, but he's not the only one. You don't score that many points against one guy who is not good defensively." It just doesn't happen that way. I thought Steve Kerr, he invented a great word. I think this is after the third quarter, right? They do those interviews on the floor. And Golden State, they played much better in the third quarter. They held Dallas to 13 points in the third quarter. That's insane. Dallas scored 40 in the second quarter and only 13 in the third quarter. That was crazy. But uh, Steve Kerr said he thought that Golden State was unpoised in the first half. I liked it. And, he, of course, he looked and said, is that a word? I don't know if that's a word, but we'll roll with it. And, uh, yeah, a lot of turnovers, a lot of sloppy play. You've seen that a couple of times from Golden State. You saw that against Memphis at times, just a turnover fest. Even in the closeout game, they were turning the ball over like crazy in game six. But... They just slow it down a bit, right? They're going too fast at times. So I like that word that Steve Kerr invented, unpoised. They showed a lot more poise in the second half, especially that third quarter. It was was just a crazy game, man, because the Warriors outscored the Mavs in the third quarter 25-13. to That is an insanely low-scoring quarter where both teams didn't combine for 40 points. That's really low. And then the fourth quarter, they combined for 75 points in one quarter. Like, that's 
there's some stuff you just can't explain. And that would be one of them. <laughs> that would be one of the things that's hard to explain. All right, coming up next, I'll get to Tiger Woods. We've got to spend a couple of minutes on Tiger. What Annika Sorenstam said about him that I thought was pretty interesting. And also, who would you like to see get roasted? I'll dive into that question as well. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No. It's the No Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Got to give some uh, audio bouquets to Tiger Woods coming up here in a couple of minutes. Dude battles and makes a cut here in another major. That's on the way. Let me go to the phones first, though. Paul is over in Rhode Island. I want to hear this. A finals prediction. Okay. We're a couple of games in both series. What do you got for us, Paul? Hey, hey thank you for taking my call. And uh, let me tell you something. The little man from Rhode Island. Rhode Island, one of the one of the states that gave you your country. Let me tell you something. Boston Shamrocks are going to take it, okay? They got the bench. They got the sixth and seventh guy coming off that bench. And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do it. And let me tell you, they have to get past Miami. But I'm going to say this right now. You have to understand what we did. We did a favor to the NBA. We eliminated the world champs, a low-market team, with the Greek freak, okay? And we come back, and we're going to do it again. Again, I'll, I predict four straight from my Boston Shamrocks. But you know what? We have to play Golden State. They wait, a wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait a minute, Paul. You're getting ahead of yourself. So they're going to win games three and four in Boston, and then they're going to close it out in Miami in game five? That's what's happening here? Yes. You have $1,000 in your pocket? You I've go got $1,000 that against that happening. Uh, and let me tell you, I have a I have a lot of respect for Golden State. He, you can't you can't imagine how good this kid is. I mean, they just don't have the sixth and seven guy coming off the bench. And let me tell you, this Peach guy, Pritchett, I'm telling you, this kid and and uh, the other guy that comes off the bench, it it, it, it just it's um. Hold on. So you got Peyton Pritchard and the other guy that comes off the bench? That that's the big sales pitch of the Boston bench? What's Are going you sure on with that? Listen, I'm being honest with you. I've never seen a bench like the Boston Celtics in the last five to six years. You spread the wealth and points. No more forty points to one guy, no more thirty points to one guy. It's spread out. And when you put a young guy on an older guy to mock him, that's fantastic. I think it's a beauty of the sport of the NBA. Well, look, but can I you can do I say have one a couple more thing? of things here, though, Paul? You do have Golden State. They're a deep team. Jordan Poole just scored 23 points off the bench. He's a great bench guy. Otto Porter he, Jr. is a guy off the bench. He'd be starting for teams, right? So I, Golden State's I re, deep, I respect. I respect that. I respect that. Here's a here's a deal. When you have a, a nobody, a kid like Pritchett to come in and score in, in, in like twenty three <laughs> points the other day, can you imagine? Imagine a, 
what what the owners of the NBA would love to have a bench, a bench in their defense. And look at the payroll of the Boston Celtics compared to the to the rest of the league. You're overselling this, man. You're overselling it. Paul, look, look, the Celtics are a great team, and they might end up winning a championship. But you're overselling this one, man. Can I, I say one more thing? As Hurry far up. as Hurry up, sports, Paul. Hurry up. It's not the Paul okay. show here. Hurry up. I, my, my, Red, my Red Sox are taking off. Who cares it's, about your Red Sox? Finally. But I want, I want the Padres that got ripped off last year uh-huh. and the Red Sox in the final. That's all. You I want I, the I Padres want, and the I, Red Sox in the World Series. Yes. Hey, I, your I guy Trevor I, Story finally joined the 2022 season over here. He's been raking the last couple of nights. Listen, can I say one more thing? <laughs> I'm the Matthew Stafford no, guy. God, I'm the Matthew Stafford no. guy. What? I, 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 I have psychic powers. You, Listen, you lied to us, I'm Paul. You, you, lied, you don't you have up. psychic powers because you lied to us. You said one oh, more thing. No. You mentioned your baseball thing, and now you're on to another thing in Matthew Stafford. You are a liar. You're a bold-faced liar, Paul. Hey, listen, Matthew Stafford was in a Detroit penitentiary for 12 years, and nobody, and working for the Ford Motor Company. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford Stop again, it. and I'm going to go and be careful with the Raiders now. Be careful oh, with the Raiders. Guys, we should have cut you off early. I thought this was going to be a oh, non-Raiders God. call, Paul. Outrageous by you. Outrageous. Uh, look, I had some fun there. And then, you know, we, we had to – it was a good call by you, Chris. It was a better call by you preempting the Raider talk from Paul, you know? I thought about doing it a few times, but uh, I wanted to see how far he could go first. <laughs> I do like the uh, the subtle drops, the shout-out to Boston that you do right there. I was about to say, you know, the- I, I almost want to play shipping up to Boston every time I get a really New England-Boston caller on. I, I thought it really accentuated the points right there. <laughs> that is well done. I like that. By the way, you can keep that going for a second here because Tom Brady... He's about to get roasted. You hear about this? On Netflix, there's going to be a new show. That's right. He'll be the first subject. He's also the executive producer. The upcoming series is called Greatest Roasts of All Time. Groat. G-R-O-A-T, right? And the pilot roast will be filmed after the 2022 NFL season. I I don't know that's a missed opportunity. Of course, Brady's locked into the season, but... It might be better to get this off the ground during the season, right? Like during Tom Brady playing. I, but whatever, Tom Brady will get roasted. It got me thinking, though, who else would you like to see roasted that's an athlete? You know, just think, what would make for a great subject for a roast? What would make for just entertainment? I've got a guy, I've got him at the top of my list because I don't know what would happen during a roast of Draymond Green. What would happen? Draymond Green, I I don't know what he would do. He might just start talking trash. (laughs) He might might come unglued, depending on what's said. He might be shooting daggers at whoever is saying it. I would have to tune in to see Draymond Green get roasted. I don't know if he'd be a good sport about it, or he'd want to clobber somebody. I would also tune in for... Mike Tyson. I actually think Mike Tyson would would laugh hysterically at most of the things that were said. 
But there's that element of danger of everyone who's roasting these subjects kind of looking over to his left or her left after each sentence. Like, is that okay? Is that right? Is he is he pissed? Like, I, I would have to have those two on my list. Anybody on your list, feel free to check in. I'm curious what you have to say. Uh, at the No Show is where you can reach me on Twitter. Athletes that would be great roast subjects. Brady, yeah, yeah, I'll tune in. Those roasts are amazing. It's a good business to get into. All right, coming up next, this week has been utterly amazing for a certain sport. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning here. Appreciate you checking out the show. We will get highly interactive, highly interactive here in a few minutes. 877-99 on Fox. That is your phone number. I'll tell you what. This week has just been tremendous for college football. Everything that's been going on with Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, add a little Deion Sanders seasoning. Oh, it is just beautiful. It's beautiful. They're playing a promo from Ben Maller's show. And he was talking about there are a lot of people upset about that. Oh, it's not showing great sportsmanship and yada, yada. Luckily, I hadn't heard any of that. I'm sure it's out there. But... Man, that that's not the time for this take, right? Like there are times where the bad sportsmanship take might make some sense. This is just top shelf grade A drama. It is. Like 
who turns their back on, say, WWE-level trash talking? Or, like, boxers that talk trash before a fight. I'm talking, like, legitimate, really good trash talking. Conor McGregor was a great trash talker. Like, before he fought Money Mayweather, there was some great stuff there. It was the same thing. Oh, some of this just a little over the top. What are you talking about? It was great. So, if you look at the week that was in college football, let's start off with this. Nick Saban, he got the ball rolling here at the World Games 2022 conference. He had some things to say about Texas A&M. So these were the original comments from the Alabama head coach. Recruiting last year, A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and like. All right, we didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Okay, that was one of the first comments. This is also Nick Saban talking about NIL laws, and he throws in uh, Jackson State, a reference about them too. Check it out. The NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is. From a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division One player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. But the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law. Okay. I think, let's start here. This Welcome to college sports in 2022. The thing that's interesting to me is there are a lot of schools, Texas A&M, Jackson State, they're both like, what, us? What? Pay players? No. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear the coach and the school that just owns it. Like, yeah, we're setting up NIL deals. It's allowed. Why wouldn't we? Instead, it's the opposite. It's like, us? Never. We would never. It's like, why? Why does it need to be that way? If, you, if there's a five-star recruit and you can hook him up with an NIL deal... And he chooses your school? I understand, I guess you have to deny it because that's not what you're supposed to do. But I think that you can you can tap dance around that smoothly where the message isn't us? No, not us. Like, <laughs> that's just crazy to me. You know? I, I just want to hear a coach that owns it instead of acting like that is the most outrageous accusation of all time. I would actually like to hear what Nick Saban said if somebody turned it around on him. Jimbo Fisher hinted at that, but he's hinting at that from the year the the era before NIL came into existence, where he's hinting at Alabama paying players when NIL wasn't a thing. He isn't saying, well, Alabama, they set up NIL deals also. They're essentially enticing players to play for their school by setting this up as well. I I would love for a coach to put that on Nick Saban and to hear what he had to say about it, right? But now we get to this. Jimbo Fisher, and this is, I want you to just kick back for a little bit. It's a little over a minute. 
And this is, I'm talking like Ric Flair, um, the greatest trash talker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? This is just, oh my gosh. Sign Jimbo Fisher up for sports radio right away. He could just put out a podcast or something. This is Jimbo Fisher responding to what Nick Saban had to say. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. Wow. <laughs> we build him up to be the czar of college football. Oh, man, that is, I mean, just chef's kiss right there. For anybody who's thinking, oh, this is oh, lack of sportsmanship, college football. I can't believe that would be the takeaway. Are you sitting here telling me you aren't even more excited to see Texas A&M at Alabama this year? I mean, really, how? How could you point out the negative in this overall positive? This is like getting a free top-shelf steak dinner and just finding a way to complain about it. Just like, eh, eh. I was hoping for mashed potatoes on the side. or It's like it's free and it's top-shelf. Why would you find a way to hate on it? I love this. And all the cherry on top... <laughs> This is a little bit more from Jimbo Fisher on Nick Saban. Have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to. He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted when to. When you got all the advantages, <laughs> it's easy. Oh, my gosh. I would frame that if I could. I would just the, the poor reporter like uh, Jimbo. If I could just, no, I'm not done. I'm still hammering Nick Saban over here. This bastard. I oh, that is so great. Oh my gosh. No, he's called. We're done. <laughs> I cannot. Oh my gosh. I would hug that audio if I could. That is so great. Oh, just. The whole thing, that's 15 second, seconds of top shelf goodness right there. He's called me, but I'm not talking to him. We're done. Done. Oh, October 8th can't get here fast enough. Are you kidding me? And on top of it, take all this out of it. It's a revenge game for Alabama who lost at Texas A&M last year. And then you add all of this stuff on top. Oh, my gosh. Just tremendous. Now, last thing, and I'll get to the calls here momentarily, but Nick Saban, he was on 
off campus on ESPNU radio, and he attempted to set the record straight, if you will. Here's Nick Saban. I really wasn't saying that anybody did anything illegal in using name, image, and likeness. I, I, I didn't say that. That, that. that was something that was assumed by what I said, which is not really what I meant, nor was it what I said. So there's nothing illegal about doing this. It's the system that allows right. you to do it, and that's the issue that I have. Okay. This is the bottom line. Nick Saban is upset that other schools are going to have some recruiting advantages over his school. That's the bottom line. That's all that's going on here. Because, look, Alabama has been a recruiting factory for years because they're highly successful, and a lot of players go to the NFL. There are advantages to going to Alabama and starring for that football team if you're able to do so. And so that's a huge recruiting advantage, the success that Alabama has had year in and year out. And now all of a sudden, a school like A&M or fill-in-the-blank can say, hey, if you come here, five-star recruit, we can sweeten the pot by offering you this. And Nick Saban doesn't like that. That's all that's going on. That's it. It's the bottom line. He doesn't like his recruiting advantages being lessened due to NIL. And so bring on the war of words. That's what started the whole party, and here we are. But Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, who basically (laughs) said, cut it out, guys. This is not good for the SEC. It might not be great for them. might not be a great look for the commissioner of the SEC. It was a tremendous week for college football. Give me more of this. Give me more of it. Because I was highly entertained by it. All right, 877-99 on Fox. That is your phone number. Let me sneak in Dominic here. Is over in West Texas. Wants to talk some ball. What's going on, Dom? How you doing today? Good, bud. What's up? How you doing, Dominic? How you doing today, man? I just told you I'm good, Dominic. What else do you want to know? I want to hear. I want to talk about the football players. They're my player. I'm not for sure today. And my for my player tomorrow, though. What are you talking about? My football players. But I talk about the best about basketball players. I think. We'll just talk about something, Dom. What do you want to talk about here? What? Fox, Fox News, yeah. <laughs> what? What, what? What's your point here, Dom? What do you want to say? I said to everybody, I'm from Willis, Texas. I said to everybody, I said, I'll talk to y'all on the radio every day, Monday to Friday. I, I, you just, you got to say something, Dom. Like, you're just... You're not saying anything. I say so. I want. I want to say something. My weekend. My weekend is good. Last weekend. My weekend. Nobody stay home all day. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Well, hey, doing nothing is something, right, Tom? Yeah, I'll do something. Though. I, we go out and play. We go to the mall sometimes. Sometimes we go to the mall. Sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Well, that's good, Dom. I'm glad. Hey, man, uh, if you go to the mall this weekend, I hope it's amazing. Yeah, you got to go to the mall, huh? I'm not going to make it to the mall this weekend, Dom. You're not going to make it? I'm not going to make it, no. Yeah, I don't know what I do, man. I'm not staying all day just listening to music, listening to rap, just 
This is all fair artist. T.I. Too caught, too short. Well, uh, you know, throw in some Kanye while you're at it. Like Kanye West? Yeah. You like uh, Eminem, the white boy Eminem? You like him? I like Eminem. Yeah. How can you not like Eminem? I, I love like Eminem. He's cool. Do you call him in the middle? I, I, I like in the middle. I like in the middle. I like oh, boy, I in the middle. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. you. N M M. Like, like uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> of course. I, I missed I like him. Ice- I'll tell you this real quick, Dom. And this is—I'm telling you—it's captivating radio right here. I missed him at the NFL draft. I went. Listen to this, Dom. I went to the NFL draft in Vegas. I was just there for the first round. And after the first round, Weezer played. And the next night when I was not there, Ice Cube played. Now you tell me who got the short end of that deal. That was me. I got Weezer instead of Cube. Yeah, it was you, huh? Yeah, that didn't work out well, Dom. Well, hey, man, I hope you have a great trip to the mall this weekend, Dom. Hope you have an amazing weekend. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. Not my next Monday, I think. Okay. Let me know all about it, Dom. Let me know. All right. All right, friend. There you go. Good stuff. Who goofed? I've got to know. I mean, it said here he wanted to check in and talk some football, but that's not how that went down at all. I think we got to tweet that out from the uh, Fox Sports Radio Twitter account. Dom says, I might go to the mall, I might not. I might go to the mall, might not. I didn't do anything today, but I listened to. Uh, some Eminem. I swear he mispronounced right there, Eminem. Right. Right. Is it just me? Eminem. Yeah, I thought he said Eminem or something I, like that. I think he's on Saban's side, though, after listening to that. <laughs> Is that what you gathered, Rick? Yeah. He's a Saban backer right there. Yeah, I guess that was, are you Team Saban or Team Jimbo? I, I don't know. You say he's Team Saban, huh? You might be right about that, Ricky. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. We're going to regroup. All right, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, Golden State. They're down by 19. All right, let's regroup at halftime. And now we make our move. Now we hit the go button in the third quarter and hold Dallas to 13 points. All right, we're gonna rally over here. Feel free to check in. I'll get to the calls right away. Also, this I actually realized I became something that I hate, and it happened this evening. I'll tell you about that. I'm Brian. No. It's the No Show right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to a great promoter in just a few minutes. I want to go out to the phones here, though. We were talking about the battle between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, the war of words during the week. Uh, I could not get enough of that. I thought it was just tremendous. Let me go to Mo in San Diego. He's got a thought on old Nick Saban here. What's going on, Mo? You're on Fox Sports Radio. Good to talk to you again. Um, so I, I'm an ex-college football player, and I, I'm, I'm you know, I'm interested in this, this whole NIL thing. I think it's great. Um, and so, for me, Nick Saban, I think he's gone off the deep end here with this stuff. Uh, you, you hit a lot on right before the commercial break, talking about you know the advantages. He's in, he, he's got Alabama. They've got almost every advantage you can have. They have geography. They're surrounded by the best fertile recruiting talent from Virginia all the way down to Texas and over. They're surrounded by it. They also have the biggest advantage, which is. Uh, they were on top of the college football world when the four-team playoffs started, which means they had first movers advantage on getting to the playoffs every year while everyone else is trying to get in there, and it's only four spots. So they had all of these advantages for years, not to mention the winning and the coaching and so forth, which is on him. He created that, so that's props to him. This NIL thing creates one advantage in which – you know, some schools will have some and some will not. And he is losing his mind over this, which is ridiculous. It's just, it's just silly because he has so many other advantages and he sees where other schools may have this because he doesn't. Alabama doesn't have more money than some schools. Well, Stanford's got probably got, you know, got more alumni with money than Alabama does. Alabama's got a lot of NFL talent. But the point is, is that it's overblown to me anyway. Because it will sell itself out. And the reason is something. The scholarships aren't changing, okay? This is musical chairs. It's still 85 scholarships. Rutgers has 85 scholarships. Northwestern has 85 scholarships. Alabama has 85 scholarships. At some point, everyone's got to settle in at a school and play. And so while he may have, he may lose that quarterback who went to Jackson State, there's still 10 top 10 quarterbacks, and he's going to have his pick of probably three of them. He's just upset that he doesn't have his pick of all ten. Which is just, it's asinine. It's yeah. absolutely silly. No, I hear you. Yeah. It's one of those, Mo, where it's, uh, look, he's he's just trying to get ahead of the storm. And like you said, he's not, he's not all of a sudden going to be poor recruiting-wise. They're still going to have amazing recruiting classes. But he's looking at this and saying, how in the world did Texas A&M end up with a top recruiting class? Like, they didn't have this amazing season. They weren't in the college football playoff. 
And Correct. so he's doing the math on this one. And he's like, it's got to be NIL. So if anything, he's saying we got to step it up while at the same time saying it's kind of BS how this is the, the climate now. But, hey, man, you got to adapt. He, this is what it is now. But, I mean, Nick, Nick Saban is talking as though, like, like he's talking like he's the victim and he's going to get, like, a helping hand from someone. It's like, dude, you're sitting in a million-dollar house and complaining that your 80-inch flat-screen TV makes your living room look too small. Like, no one cares. (laughs) You got everything, and and you're complaining because someone else has a little bit of an advantage, and this is something that he can't necessarily. Don't get me wrong. He he can adapt, but he was trying to get money. He was trying to pitch and appeal to the boosters, hey, we're losing this this part of the battle, and I need y'all help on this, okay? Because you can't out-money and gas. You can't outmoney Silicon Valley and, and some of the advantages in California where you have, you know, uh, marketing deals and so forth. They are, and that's great. That's what makes this thing great because some schools who aren't on the map traditionally by geography may be on the map now because of this. And I think that's amazingly great. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you checking in, Mo. Some good points you made there. I, I think a couple of things, man. I think uh, on one hand, it does show you that we could get more parity in college football, which I would be totally up for, unless you're cool with the same uh, common teams making it to the college football, advancing in the college football playoff, winning the college football playoff. I'd like some new blood in there. I think it'd be boring in the NFL if it was the same, you know, three, four teams that were in line to win a Super Bowl, I, I like that you go into a season like, I can make an argument for 10 teams ending up winning a Super Bowl easily. Yeah, I would like to see more of that in college football. So for Nick Saban to try to get ahead of the curve while complaining about some other teams having some advantages, it does show you that this could lead to more parity, which I'm more than a fan of. The other part of this is, I think we look at Nick Saban from a rival standpoint, right? Like, if you're not a, a an Alabama fan, you're going to look at this like, oh my gosh, Nick Saban, who is, you know, a tycoon, is complaining about something in terms of recruiting. He's like a college football tycoon. He is rich in recruiting. And all of a sudden, he's complaining about this NIL factor and how that's giving some other schools a recruiting advantage at times. Now, we look at that through rival eyes. We look at that as, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm from South Bend, Indiana. We look at that as an Auburn fan or an Oregon fan or name any team in college football. And we look at that and like, oh, boo-hoo, Nick Saban. But here's the thing that I would encourage you to do. Look at it as if you were an Alabama fan, just for a second. Because what Nick Saban is doing, I would absolutely prefer him doing that than nothing. If anything, he's saying, look at what Texas A&M just did. We got to do something similar. We can't sit here on our hands and allow other schools to have a recruiting advantage over us because of NIL. Screw that. Let's step up our game so we nullify and negate that advantage. If you're an Alabama fan, that's exactly what I would want him to do. I wouldn't want him to just sit there and take it and be like, oh, I guess this is the way it is now. And okay, I mean, we might be number five or six in recruiting some years. I'd want him to 
shake it up. And that's what he's doing. So I think that's the other interesting part is we just view it from our standpoint. And most of the time, look, there are, what, 130 FBS schools? We're going to look at this from 100-plus different vantage points and be like, oh, quit crying, Nick Saban. But you know as well as I do, if you were an Alabama fan, you'd be like, yeah, right on. Don't take this. We got to keep our recruiting advantages over here. We got to play ball. We got to keep up. That's what college recruiting is. It's just keeping up with the Joneses. That's it. That's all it is. And so the way other schools are trying to keep up with Alabama's recruiting advantages, that's the way Alabama in this new era is going to try to keep up with these other teams that might have some advantages and might dangle an NIL carrot in front of their faces. That's how it works. (laughs) So I just was highly entertained by it, the war of words between Saban and Jimbo Fisher, and you add in Deion Sanders, it was highly entertaining. But what's really going on here, I think that, Sometimes you only view it as a rival of Alabama if you root for another school. Look at it as if you rooted for Alabama. I think you would be more on board with what Nick Saban is doing. I I really do. Because he's basically saying, screw that. I don't want any team to have any recruiting advantages over us. How would you dislike that if you were actually a fan of the team? You wouldn't. All right, we'll get to more of the calls here. Some interesting stuff. Now, I did mention a great promoter. That is Monsi Bolaños who is with us tonight. You are amazing on Twitter, Monsi. I just want to say, you promote the shows that you're on. You got pictures, <laughs> sometimes videos. You do a tremendous job. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I try to stay uh, active and awake when it's uh, 12.30, 3.30 a.m. Eastern time. So the pictures, social media, it helps. It helps. And people are great. You know, they they stay up. They talk to us. So it's awesome. It is. It feels like, you know, I'm not sitting in a studio by myself, stretching, yeah. doing yoga in between all those little things. By the way, yoga is no joke, Monty. No, it's that, not. Yeah. It is hard. It's a legit workout. It it is so I wish I was better at it, to be honest. I, I suck at it, but I know it's really good for you, so I make an effort to do it. But I suck. I'd rather just go on a run or something. Yeah. Uh but agreed. And this thing with with Jimbo and with Nick Saban, it's so juicy. It's just so great. I don't have I don't really care about college football, but this has been so interesting that it's making me interested in 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 college football. So I think it's great for everybody. Kind of like what you were saying. Depends which angle you look at it, whether you look at it as a rival or a fan or not. We're talking about it. So that's a yeah. good thing, right? Oh yeah. It's yeah. a great thing it's for a the great, sport, I think. Yeah. Exactly, especially during this time. We wouldn't be talking about college football. No. So, yeah, I think it, I think it's great. Uh but a lot of good stuff happened in Major League Baseball last night we even had a grand slam i mean who doesn't like a grand slam right all by the red sox as they beat the mariners seven to three on the red sox radio network swinging a drive to left field if it's high enough it's gone and it's gone grand slam for trevor's story his fourth home run in two nights and it's four nothing Red Sox. Score ended up being seven three. That ball was caught by a former Red Sox outfielder, Johnny Gomes. And at the beginning, they interviewed him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to keep the ball. I'm going to have Trevor Story sign it, and I'll keep the ball." In the end, 
Johnny Gomes signed the ball and Trevor Story kept it to remember his grand slam. Pretty awesome. The Diamondbacks beat the Cubs 10-6. The Rangers shut out the Astros 3-0. Martin Perez pitched his first shutout since 2014. They ended the Astros' nine-game home winning streak. Your Cardinals beat the Pirates 5-3. The Braves beat the Marlins 5-3 as well. And the Blue Jays beat the Reds 2-1. My boys in blue, the Dodgers beat the Phillies 4-1. They have the best record in the National League. Thank you very much. The Brewers beat the National shut them out 7-0. Tyron Taylor did have a three-run homer in the eighth inning, and the Padres beat the Giants in 10 innings with Manny Machado had a tie-breaking double in the 10th inning. And of course, basketball. Warriors coming back. Uh, typical fashion for the Warriors, especially in the third quarter, holding the Mavs to just 13 points, ended up beating them 126-117. to Of course, Steph Curry led the way. Yes, 32 points, six three-pointers, eight rebounds, but Kevon Looney, career-high 21 points and 12 rebounds. He was so happy after after the game, they you know they interviewed him. You could just see he was beaming with excitement to like be part of this moment for them. So so happy for for Kevin and the Warriors. Back to you, Brian. Absolutely. I'll be tweeting you. Don't worry. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. You mentioned the Johnny Gomes. Where yes. He, where Johnny Gomes got the Grand Slam ball, yeah. and he really fought for it. He, he did. Was, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he lifted up his shirt. That was hilarious to me. He just showed off his torso, showed yep. off the midsection, kind of like, remember Baron Davis when he dunked yeah. on Andre Kirilenko? <laughs> That's what Johnny Gomes did. It was great. <laughs> I hadn't thought of the, uh, Baron Davis doing that in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, that's how you do it, though. Like, if you're going to catch that ball over the Green Monster, that's how you're going to do it. He Go fought for it he like did. he had never played in Major League Baseball like he, before. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. It I shows it that you're, it's, when you're in it, when you're in the middle of a game like that, you're, you're part of it. You're in it. You're, you know, impossible to not be excited. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. totally excited. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, uh, let's go back out to the phones here. Let me get to uh, Officer Mike is in Houston, wants to check in. What's going on, Officer Mike? Well, good morning from the Gulf Coast. Yeah, uh, this this flat between Saban and, uh, yeah, I'm like you. I find it hilarious. I find it really, really entertaining. And um, I love the uh, the college blood feuds, the games, you know, the Floridas and the Georgias and the USC, UCLA. I think we may have a brand new one here. Yeah, man. I, I Look, man, I think it's great. I think it's been just tremendous, Officer Mike. And, like, think about this, too. If you could, let's say that there's an NFL war of words between two head coaches, you wouldn't sign up for that? Like, give me all of this Saban versus, you know, Jimbo Fisher talk. I, I would sign up for any NFL coaches doing something similar. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and on this, and you make a good point, and I was sitting there thinking about it after you made the point, but myself as an Alabama fan. Okay. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't want my coach. I think we're saving got off the uh, rails a little bit. He probably shouldn't have named names like he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have. He could have. He could have made his point without naming A and M and right Dion right Jacksonville. Right. I think he right, could have made yeah. his point without without doing that. But uh, Jimbo's Jimbo's comments, man. That's I, I'm like you. I wish I could frame that. That that is awesome. <laughs> awesome. I radio. love that he was like, yeah, he's called, but I'm not taking the call. We're done. We're done. Like <laughs> you couldn't script it better than he said it. That's like that's like. Two 11th graders in high school. Oh, man, he insulted me. We're never going to talk again. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, yeah. man. It's great. Yeah, great me- gold. 
and and I'm going to lose sleep to watch that game October eighth. Is that what yep. we said? Yep. I'm going to lose sleep over that because I'm going to I'm going to watch that game because um, it'll be really fun now beating the uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa's tall order. It doesn't matter what team it is, but uh, I, I hope to see a competitive game regardless. Um, and that'll that'll just further things along, and maybe we can keep this train rolling for years, hopefully years to come. Anyway, that's all I have, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you got it, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Chris made a great point off air where he was like, give me Bama by 40. And he was, you know, he, that was more tongue-in-cheek. But, I mean, think about this. One, it was a revenge game because Bama lost to Texas A&M last year. Now you sprinkle all of this Jimbo Fisher talk on top of it. I mean, I got Bama winning comfortably come October 8th. Now, we'll see, right? We'll, we'll see what the injury issues are and who knows what the scenario is. But barring any like Bryce Young injury or something crazy happening, I mean, I, I got Bama winning comfortably in this one. I'd love to see the point spread. Sometimes we've got early point spreads. I don't, I don't know if I can find one for that game this early in May. It might not be out yet, but someone's got to have it. As soon as the NFL schedule released, they had like lines for every week for like Detroit Lions games. They've got to have them for Alabama. You know what, Chris? I don't want to do this, but around the corner, I am going to let you know one of my my darkest skeletons in the closet, and I guarantee you I, you're going to get a kick out of it. I, I think I think I can guess right away what it is. Do you think so? Well, since I just brought it up, I'm imagining you bet on like a week 15 line <laughs> when it was when we were in preseason. It's even worse than that. At the I'll draft? let you know. Okay. No, it's not the draft. I'll let you know around the corner. And I, I, I don't even want to admit this. I don't. It, it can, it can come back to bite me. But it did happen. I learned a lesson. <laughs> I lost while winning. Is basically all I'll give you right now. But I'll give you the story, and you'll get a kick out of this, Chris, for sure. We'll get to the calls as well. Staying highly interactive tonight. Love to uh, get your feedback and your thoughts on stuff that's going on here. So, uh, uh I'll get to the. Uh, the skeleton in my uh, sports fandom slash sports betting closet here coming up. I'm Brian No, Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, real quick before the calls, our technical producer is Chris. And uh, I have to, I just have to tell on myself for a second here because we were talking about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, the war of words. And I was curious if there was a point spread out for the October 8th game already. And I'll, I'll do some digging. I don't know if anything's out just don't yet. Don't do it. But it made me think, Chris, there is a skeleton in my closet and you'll get a kick out of this story. This goes all the way back. Again, I'm a Notre Dame football honk. It's my hometown. I bleed Notre Dame football. And they sucked this one particular year. They had Jimmy Clausen as their quarterback. I mean, and they every were, year they had um, who, who's the coach? The the big fat coach. They sucked with Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't Jimmy Clausen's fault. He was a second round pick, but Notre Dame was really bad at this time. And so there was a line that came out. USC was favored. I want to say by five and a half on the road at Notre Dame this particular year. 
And I was like, five and a half. They're going to crush Notre Dame. Notre Dame sucks. Again, my favorite team. And <laughs> I put a nickel on the Trojans. I put 500 bucks. I thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And then Notre Dame, they get off to a horrible start. USC's leading by a couple of touchdowns. They might have been up by three touchdowns. They were up comfortably. And all of a sudden, Notre Dame comes back. And I was in such a weird position because I'm like, I've got, a, for me, a sizable bet on the rival. And Notre Dame's coming back. And they went for two. And it had something to do with the point spread late. And I didn't want Notre Dame to get it because I thought they're going to lose anyway. And I was still going to lose my bet. And I remember it worked out. USC won and covered. And I felt like I had to take 19 showers after the game. I just felt disgusting. Like I had betrayed my Irish Notre Dame football roots over it. I will never. There are a lot of times I'll like never say never. I will never bet against the Irish on a rival team again. Don't emotional hedge. That's that's called emotional hedge right there. Oh my gosh. I just, I can't do it. I can't. I, oh. I felt disgusting, Chris. I still do to this day. I can't even believe I admitted that. But yeah, I bet against the Irish and won and hate myself <laughs> hate myself for it. Um, I'll tell you real fast. Last thing. I was talking about this the other day. You know, like squares where you have a football pool and you have the squares and you match up the numbers to I, the score. I have a confession. You do? People have explained squares to me about 500 times in my life. Really? You don't know. I still don't understand it. I, I understand okay, the concept, right. I'll, but I'll, like, I'll, no, I'll please, explain it real don't. fast. No, I will. It's really easy. So take the Super Bowl, right? Like uh, the Rams at, what was it, 23-20? I think that was, let's just say that's what it was. If you have the Rams three, right, 23, and you had the Bengals zero, you know, for the, for 20, then you would win. So your numbers match up with the, the score, like what the final number of their score is. That's it. Uh, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> the Rams have, if their score is 23 and you have the number three, that's a good thing, <laughs> right? If you have the number zero. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but I had, I had my Notre friend Dame. Jeremy has tried like 50 times because okay, he likes this account work. super squares. Yeah. And I just stubbornly. Okay. All right. Like, I got to tell you this story real yeah, fast. Yeah, let's go. All right. So Notre Dame Stanford, this is back in the day I was a teenager. Derek Brown dropped what would have been the game winning touchdown at the very end of the game. He's a very good tight end, went on to play for the Giants. He dropped the winning touchdown pass, and I I won a square. I, I won like my mom at work had a square thing. And it was thirty six thirty one Stanford. And I took the paper and I threw it and I was crying. I was like, I don't even want the money. That's that's me. That's how much I love Irish football. And I had the audacity to bet big on USC. So along with small market radio, is this a segment we're going to have to come up with? Like horror stories of gambling? Uh, maybe. maybe. Gam- a new Sports segment. Gambling Anonymous, where you just yeah. relay all of the times where you've just been either destroyed horror. because of emotional hedge or bad beats. Horror stories when you win. You know, who knew? Let me sneak in one. We've got one minute here. Real fast. Let's go to uh, Sam. He's in Alabama. He's got some uh, comments for us. What's going on, Sam? I know it's hard to keep my train of thought. That was a good story right there. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make it quick then since we're, we're running out of time. 
Uh, I was thinking when you said you had a skeleton in your closet that, um, you know, Nick Nick Saban, I'm, I'm from Alabama, and I moved up here about 10 years ago, and there's a ton of Alabama fans that are hardcore, and Nick can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't gotten a lot of criticism, really, nationally, except for, you know, back when he was school hopping and Miami Dolphin hopping. But other than that, though, he's been pretty clean. But when you said about the skeleton in the closet, it made me start, start thinking about um, Jimbo talking all that stuff about looking back at at Saban and it made me wonder I wonder if there's really you know anything yeah. anything to that you know you would think over the years he's been not investigated but kind of you know just they they, they kind of look at what goes on I wonder right. if he's got something crazy that he's done that's pretty hey, serious could be and I listen Sam thanks for the call man good stuff but it does make you wonder Look, man, I, there aren't many schools that are squeaky clean. I'll say that much. Coming up next, this couldn't have gone much better than it did. Oh, This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. By the way, shout out to my nephew, Mini Matt. His dad's name is Matt, so I've always called him Mini. Graduating from high school on Saturday. It's a big shindig. For Mini Matt, so shout out to him. I'm sure he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm sure he's sleeping right now, but uh, shout out to him anyway. Very proud of him. It's a trip, man. I cannot believe. I, I can remember like it was yesterday when this guy was a little tiny kid, you know? And I'm one of those guys, I'm the uncle that, especially when they were little, and little kids have no idea that they're comedians. They just don't even understand that what they're saying is so funny. I would write stuff down. I still have it on my phone to this day. And I was going through it the other day and some of the funny stuff from over the years. And he's graduating high school, so shout out to him. I'm very proud of him for that. But um, we'll be doing that on Saturday. 
And it's supposed to monsoon, I think, <laughs> during the graduation party. So um, hopefully the garage is big enough for enough people over there. But uh, let's get back to sports over here. A couple of things I want to throw at you, and I'll get to the phones here. Um, one thing with the Golden State Warriors, with them beating Dallas, a big comeback win. They were down by 19 points. They come back and they win game two by nine so this huge comeback, they hold Dallas to only 13 points in the third quarter and then really put them on them in the fourth. They pulled away. Golden State scored 43 points in the fourth quarter alone and smacked around Dallas pretty good there. You would never know they were down by 19 earlier. So a couple of takeaways. One, the first thing is Luka Doncic is going to get roasted for his lack of defense. He is a bad defender. But here's the thing. I think it's silly to just harp on that as if that's all there is to the Luka body of work. He is a tremendous offensive player. He scored 42 points like it was nothing. And so, yeah, he has a big part in Dallas scoring 117. He also has a big part in Dallas giving up 126 but I just think it's ridiculous to just hammer Luka. Oh, awful defender, terrible defender. Yeah, that's true, but that's not all there is to the equation. The guy was brilliant with 42 points. Like You got to take some of the bad with the great. And that's the deal with what we're looking at with Luka Doncic here. Yeah, he stinks defensively. He is totally a liability. I will not tell you something differently, but what I will tell you is every team in the NBA would be out of their minds not to have him on their squad. They would all want him because he's a star. He's a superstar. So I think it's silly when you hear some of the talking heads only ranting about his lack of defense. That's silly to me. That's only part of the overall picture here. The other thing is when you look at the Warriors, Draymond Green, he mentioned this uh, after the last series against Memphis, where he said, we just took it for granted, thinking we just go to the Western Conference Finals every year. That's just what we do. And it means a lot more that they're here now after a couple of years where they were really struggling, especially without Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson, he mentioned in the second round series against Memphis, he had butterflies all day leading up to game six where it was a couple of really tough years to fight back to this point. And so to see Golden State where they are now, when a lot of people thought they would never get back here, that was the popular take, is that the Warriors with the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green, no more championships. From here on out, no more rings. And right now as it sits, Golden State actually has a better chance to win multiple championships with the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green from here on out than to not win anymore. It's crazy how much that has changed. But I also think that sometimes the the Warriors players, they admitted that they took their own success for granted, just like, this is what we do. We go to the Western Conference Finals every year. That's just how it goes. I think a lot of fans took the greatness for granted. You know, I, I think that Sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't really understand what you're watching on a historical level. And I certainly, I was one of the many people that hated the decision for Kevin Durant to join a 73-win team that had just beaten him the year before. I'll never be a fan of that. But I think that it's easy to just 
in the year, in the moment, just be like, yeah, okay, what do you expect, right? Like they're going to win championships left and right with KD on a 73-win team. But you just, you don't, you don't really understand how difficult it still is to do that year in and year out to go to the finals. And then it was a few years with no Golden State. And now that they're back, I think that it's not just the players that have a new appreciation for what the Warriors had done in the past, right? I think that fans do also. I think the media looks at it differently where there's a lot that can go wrong. You can stack talent. Goodness, there are a lot of talented teams. The Nets have a lot of talent. They didn't win one game in the playoffs. You can have injury misfortune. You can have a lot of things go against you. And so for the Warriors to come all the way back with Clay, the torn ACL, the ruptured Achilles, all this stuff, and to be back in this position, I don't think anybody's just shrugging their shoulders like, hey, what do you expect? Golden State has a lot of talent. We saw for a few years how much can go wrong and how it never is easy to fight back to where they are right now. So I think that's an interesting twist as well. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, one other thing I want to throw at you, and we'll get to the phones. This week could not have gone much better for Patrick Beverly. I I loved the whole thing. I loved what Pat Bev was saying. I didn't agree with everything, but that's not the point. It's not about agreement. It's about engagement. That's the bottom line. Can you be engaging, Right. It's not about, anybody can say stuff that you agree with, but are you entertained? Are you engaged, right? If I sat here and said, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, this you might agree with that. It doesn't mean you're going to be entertained by it, you know? So what Patrick Beverly did on multiple ESPN shows, it was just top shelf stuff. What he had to say, the reaction to it, it was all weak. <laughs> it was amazing. If you didn't catch it, we'll go quickly because it's a little bit dated, but I'll bring it back to the present here. Pat Bev on Get Up, one of his comments about Chris Paul, which really caught uh, caught headlines here. He can't guard. He literally can't guard. He can't guard. Yeah. He, you, he can't Chris Paul can't guard anybody? Is that what you say? I, did you see that? No, he can't. <laughs> All right, I love it. I'm I'm entertained over here. I'm listening, Pat. Bev, what else do you have to say? CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA know that. Guard, everybody know that. Anybody. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cone. Stop playing, man. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's a cone. He can't guard anybody. And then and then you get more, more meat on the bone, the reaction, right? You had Matt Barnes checking in, also on the ESPN family of networks. All he needed was the red clown nose because he was out there talking like a clown today. And I just think, to me, again, the CP is a legend in this game. You know, yes, again, we were role players in this game. So have some respect for guys. He did play terrible. He'd be the first one to tell you. But the shots that, that Bev took today were just out of pocket. I know no one else is going to tell him that, so I'm going to tell him that. Okay, Matt Barnes wasn't buying it. Damian Lillard took to Twitter. He wasn't buying it. Danny Green was on his podcast, had this to say. Bro, people target you too, Pat Bev. You ain't playing no defense out there. You ain't stopping Luka. This time and time again, I see Luka call your ass little man. He's too small and go right at you every chance he got. You're a cone. When you play Luka, you're a cone too. How would you like that? The, The whole thing was tremendous. It really was. But the funny thing to me is... 
these people coming at Pat Bev like, oh, how, how dare he say this? And how, It doesn't even matter at this point. The fact that you're engaged, the fact that you paid attention, the fact that you're responding, it shows that he did his job. That's all it is. <laughs> like That dude should be signed up for a talk radio show or a podcast immediately. Because th- that dude... You talk about cutting through. They talk about this all the time in radio. There are so many shows. There are so many podcasts. There's so many talented people. How do you cut through? And for days, that's all we were talking about was Pat Bev and his takes on James Harden and Chris Paul. You talk about cutting through. Good Lord. That was a Grand Slam audition. There's a reason why at Barstool Sports... Uh, Portnoy is like, name your price. You got a blank check. We'll sign you up immediately. Do whatever podcast you want. That was, I mean, that was as good as it could go for Pat Bev. And who cares if some people disagreed with you? I mean, that that means you did your job that they even paid attention. (laughs) And I don't think he was that off base with some of the things he was saying. Some of these people act like Chris Paul walks on water. This dude, he's a tremendous player. I'm not going to sit here and disparage Chris Paul as if he hasn't had a great career, but he's lost five series with a 2-0 lead. No other player in NBA history has lost more than three series with a 2-0 lead. He's lost five! And some of these people rushing to Chris Paul's defense as if what? As if he wasn't a no-show in Game 7? As if he didn't have multiple clunkers in that series? As if he's not able to guard the way he once was? I I don't know. They came at him like they were relatives of Chris Paul. Like Pat Bev was was a lot more accurate than the people defending him were. That's the truth of it. But the whole thing, no matter on what side of it you're on, it was tremendous theater all week. And that job I'll tell you, Patrick Beverly and Nick Saban should be on the same sports radio show. That'd be tremendous. The fires that Nick Saban started this week, the fires that Patrick Beverly started this week, just stirring the pot, just getting a reaction. Oh my gosh, those guys would be tremendous. <laughs> tremendous on a show together or doing separate podcasts. That was That's the name of the game right there. All right, let's go real fast. 877-99 on Fox. Let me sneak in one here real fast. Mike is in Anchorage, Alaska. He's got some thoughts on the NBA for us. What's going on, Mike? Oh, what's going on, man? Um, I just wanted to uh, chime in really quick. Um, I'm a Warriors fan, diehard. I used to go to the Cow Palace and watch very shoot threes when there was no uh, line. But anyway... Kevon Looney is my hero. He had a game of his life, and the Warriors don't need a big man. They've got shooters all around, and the last big man that they actually had was Robert Parrish. And the worst trade in history was Robert Parrish and a full-strong kick, which turned out to be Kevin McCall for Joe Barry Carroll with the Celtics. Man, you go back. You're taking us back in the hot tub time machine here tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm 61 years old. (laughs) No, it's all good, man. I'm just saying, like, you've been diehard with the dubs for a long time. 
Yeah, I've been around. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, look, it was I'm a great still, comeback still, win for still sure. Die hard. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, man, you've been around for the best era of Warriors basketball. I, I would imagine you appreciate it even more if you go back, back, back in the day, because it wasn't nearly as sexy as it is right now. Well, actually, in the seventies, they were they were in there, but after that, until uh, recently, yeah, not much. But I'm a Giants fan too, so we're kicking butt. <laughs> in the last decade so there you go man yeah. there you go well, i appreciate you checking in man i appreciate the call all the way from alaska over there very nice um kavan looney i loved him after the game where he scored 21 points had 12 rebounds and paraphrasing here but he was like yeah i'd like to thank you know steph and clay and everybody who just dumped the ball down to me and i didn't have to do a whole lot <laughs> so props to those guys but yeah, twenty-one and twelve for Kevon Looney, man. That's a, a tremendous game from him. But huge comeback win, and that's look, man, for Dallas, that's probably the series right there. I know they came back from two zero, a two zero deficit the last series, but I mean, do you trust the Suns more or do you trust the Warriors more? Seriously, do you you think the Warriors are going to lose four of the next five? With as battle tested as they are, I just don't see that happening at all. Um, so even though Dallas has come back from a similar, they've come back from the same deficit. It was against a different team. I don't see that happening against the Warriors. I think that was the series for Dallas tonight. Up by 19, and you just you score 13 points in the third quarter and melt down in the second half. If this series is tied 1-1, going back to Dallas, you got a decent shot. You know, you can at least make it a long series, and who knows what happens. But down 2-0 against this squad, I think that was the series for Dallas. I think it's just a matter of time now. All right, we'll get back out to the phones. If you're on hold, stay right there. I'll get to you. Uh, Coming up next, it's a great opportunity, and it's also awkward at the same time. Some details for you on that. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Here on Fox Sports Radio, it is the no show. By the way, shout out to Bose. He hit me up on Twitter and just says Alabama 16 and a half. So I'm like, man, is there a spread out already for this Bama game hosting Texas A&M on October 8th? Obviously because of the war of words between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Sure enough, there is. Bama favored by 16 and a half when that game kicks off on October 8th. I mean, that's, they do a great job with these point spreads where it makes you think enough because immediately I'm like, oh man, Bama's going to roll in this game. You kidding me? Revenge game in Bama. Now Jimbo Fisher's running his mouth, extra motivation. Oh, they're going to work them. And it's like, are they going to win by 17? And it's like, oh, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but uh, that'll make you think a little bit. Shout out to Bose letting us know that. The lines are out. How about my Irish? 14 and a half point dogs in that first game of the year at Ohio State. 14 in the hook, man. No love for the Irish. With the betting line right there. I'll get to some of the tweets and the calls here momentarily. I did want to mention this. So it's not a done deal yet, but Andrew Marshand, who's the dude that reports on all these media soon-to-be deals and that for the New York Post who reports that Greg Olson is on his way to joining Kevin Burkhart as the top tandem for Fox. And so that would be the A-team. It would be uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, and they would call the Super Bowl for this season. The weird part is Tom Brady's waiting in the wings, you know? So it's a great opportunity for Greg Olson if this indeed becomes... What happens, and there's, I mean, that, that's what most people believe will end up happening anyway, is it's going to be Burkhart and Greg Olson matched up until Tom Brady leaves uh, the playing field and, and joins Burkhart in the booth. But it's got to be a little bit odd, right? Where I don't think this scenario would take place, but at least it's possible. Imagine if Brady doesn't make it to the Super Bowl as a player. <laughs> what would Fox do if Brady was like, you know what, I, I want to call the Super Bowl this year? I don't think that would ever happen in a season Brady was playing in for him to just go straight into the commentating world. But if he did that, if he requested that, how would you tell him no? How would you be like, well, actually, Tom, even though we've committed over whatever, $350 million, we did plan on having Greg Olson in the booth for this game. Like, They would have to be like, okay, Tom, all right, cool. I guess you're calling Super Bowl 57 if you want to. I don't think that'll happen, but what a weird scenario if that played out. And then also, which is more likely to happen, what if Greg Olson, he's in the A booth for an entire year, he calls the Super Bowl, and after the 2022 season, let's say this is it for Tom Brady. At least that's possible. And it would be Greg Olson one and done in the A booth on the A team. That's kind of a weird deal, but you would take that all day to call a Super Bowl to cut your teeth like that, you would. It's just, it's very uncommon. Who signs up 
potentially for just one year to be the A commentating team. Unless it's, you know, we've had a couple of one and dones with ESPN. And like, listen, if it's not for Tom Brady, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, they could work together for five, 10 years. You know, but Tom Brady throws a wrench into that plan. I don't think anybody thought that whatever with the Booger McFarlane being in the booth or, you know, uh, Jason Witten or the latest Monday Night Football crew. Like, who thought that Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy were going to be around for the next five, ten years? Like, no one thinks that. Like, but Burkhart and Olsen, they, they could easily be that tandem, but it's the Brady thing. It's weird. It's just uncommon. That's all. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Let's get to Cowboy. Let's do a little Cowboy's Corner right here. You take it away, Cowboy. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Well, I'm just getting having my uh, second brush with COVID-19, and I was just released from isolation, I think, uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Bobby Cox, the old uh, Yankee at third base, and it wasn't very good, but was a hell of a manager. You know, he managed uh, both the uh, Braves and the Toronto Blue Jays in 81 today. And um, 45 years ago today, it was just after my niece was born, um, Puerto Rico's Rico Gomez uh, came back for a first-round knockdown to stop South Korea's Yum Dom Kim in the um, the World Boxing Council's 122-pound title. He also won the World Boxing Council's 126-pound and 130-pound titles. But Gomez defended the 122-pound uh, title a record 17 times all by knockout. And uh, the great actor John Garfield died um, May 21st, 1952. And on that same day, 70 years ago, the... Um, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers scored a record 15 runs in the first inning and destroyed the uh, Cincinnati Reds 19-1. Oh, Joe Barry Carroll will be 64 July 28th, by the way, and uh, July 24th, I mean. And also, tomorrow, this was uh, May 22nd, uh, uh, well, Tommy John will be 79 tomorrow. He had the first Tommy John surgery, the old pitcher. And uh, two Hall of Fame Pitchers died on May 22nd. Albert Bender on May 22nd, 1954, at age 70. And Robert Lefty Grover won exactly 300 games on May 22nd, 1975. And, of course, Bundy's our Victorian Day holiday. And one of my long-lost buddies, Larry Gauthier, who became the chief psychologist of the Ottawa, Ontario um, School Board, will be 69. He's 36 days older than I am. And uh, we all heard of the Pointer Sisters. Well, their matriarch, Priscilla Pointer, was uh, 98 uh, Wednesday. Of course, the Mount St. Helens explosion that killed 57 people was May 18th, uh, 1980. But anyway, um, uh, have a good morning, good week, and remember, you've got to be a boy to be a cowboy. Yeah, bye. Thank you, cowboy. Good stuff. Man, second bout with COVID. I hope that goes uh, goes okay and he gets over there right away. Bobby Cox, 81. You know, the random, the first thing I think of with Bobby Cox, I don't think about winning the one world series with the Braves and all. I think of Leo Mazzoni just rocking back and forth next to Bobby Cox. That's what I think of. 
I don't know why that's the first thing I think of. I just think of Leo rocking, sitting there like rocking on a a bench that is not moving whatsoever. Uh, and Tommy John, 79. Hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. Like to have your name that is basically a surgery. I mean, really think about that for a second. You know, think if, um, I don't know, the new knee surgery of the future is known as the Ricky Herrera. You know what I mean? What would you think about that, Rick? Would you be cool with that? Or would you be like, that's, uh, I don't know how to take this exactly. You know, I wonder how Tommy John feels about Tommy John surgery. Would I get paid after every surgery? (laughs) You get residuals or something when somebody gets the Ricky Herrera ACL reconstruction? Yeah. I don't know if there's any money, but there's some name recognition involved. All right. Yeah. Not as good as money, though. Not as good as cash. All right. We've got Monsi Bolaños with us in these early morning hours. He's doing a tremendous job. And I do. I have to grill you on your Cheez-It stance. I got some tweets here that I'll I'll throw at you after the update. How funny. I was actually going to bring up a tweet that is asking if I've ever, if you or I have ever had Cheez-It with Caesar dressing. Wow, no, I can't say that I have. I, I, I mean, I can assume, I can imagine that that would taste good. Like, you know, just it's like Man. a Caesar salad with cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'll have to try it out, but I, you're I gonna know, have I'm a little to try skeptical. It. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to dip your cheese it into something, which I know is not the thing you want to do. <laughs> but you're going to have to dip it in something and let us know what you think. Warriors, they definitely had a comeback as they beat the Mavs 126 to 127. This is what Jason Kidd, head coach of the Mavs, had to say about the loss. We, we executed there um, for a little bit. That third quarter, we talked about and understood, you know, that's where they tend to turn up the uh, the heat. And so, you know, we got great looks, but we, we have to do better. We have to understand when we shoot three or four threes in a row and miss, you got you to gotta get to the rim. You got to get the ball into the paint. You got to get to the free throw line. And, and that's just um, understanding the situation, um, learning, and maybe it is experience. Um, but again, the guys came out and executed um, from the start. And, and put ourselves in a position to win on the road. And I know what you're saying, that the Mavs probably needed to win this game in order to have a chance. Likely that they're not going to advance. But, you know, it can happen. It can happen. And if it's going to happen, why not a team that kind of reminds me of the 2011 Mavs, the ones that won the championship? Nobody was expecting them to win. They had one superstar where everybody else kind of stepped up and filled in their roles. And I think that could happen this time. So we'll see. We will see. Two games of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. The Hurricanes beat the Rangers. They're now up 2-0 on the series. The Hurricanes are 6-0 at home in the playoffs, but they have yet to win a road game. They didn't win any against the Bruins. The Oilers even the series as they beat the Flames 5-3. Later today, we will have game three between the Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. That series is tied at one apiece. A lot of Major League Baseball last night, but we even had a walk-off. Who doesn't love a walk-off? The Orioles walked it off as they beat the Rays in 13 innings, all on the Orioles radio network. 1-1 pitch. Hit hard, way back, over the scoreboard, and gone! Rootnet Ordoe walks it off. The Orioles with a walk-off home run for the second straight day. 
Rugnet Odor. What a name. That's actually why I wanted to use the highlight so I wouldn't get it wrong. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So thank you, Orioles Radio Network. And Trevor's story hit a grand slam for the Red Sox as they beat the Mariners. The Diamondbacks beat the Cubs. My Dodgers beat the Phillies. They now have the best record in the National League. Back to you, Brian. You know, Monty, I got to tell you a couple of things tell me, before tell me. cheese its but Rugnet Odor, si. you remember this, where he threw that epic punch at Jose Bautista? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy, but... Oh, but the name never sticks. Never. Yeah, there's a sports bar in Dallas, Texas, and I'm telling you, there's like a mural... A drawing of that, like right cross as Bautista, and the glasses are flying, and it, it was amazing. I love it. I don't know what sports bar it is, but it was uh, tremendous. I hope it's still there. That's awesome. I hope so too. That's you can't awesome. Paint over that. Yeah, no, that's no. Stay. By the way, Sir Tyler, he tweeted me, Monsi, and mm-hmm. just wrote, "Team Cheese It." Team Cheese. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Tyler's on board. He's tired. It's it's either one thirty or four thirty. He's tired. He's tired. I think he's right on the money. <laughs> I think that he's got a high IQ. You know, like <laughs> think that's what's going on. And also, Cecil, he just checked in on on snacks here and just wrote bugles with three exclamation points. I love me some bugles. What too plain for you, Monty? What what's your what stance on bugles? What is a bugle? What is that? Are you I, serious? I thought, I thought you were like incorrectly <laughs> pronouncing a bagel. <laughs> what? You've never had a bugle in your life? Is, what? It, who? Yeah. yeah. What? I don't know how to explain it. It's like, um, oh gosh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a it's a snack. Okay. It's kind of like, like a, chip? a sort of like a chip, but it almost looks like a. Um, Think of like the cheerleaders, like the male cheerleaders, how they have those megaphones, uh-huh. you know, and they yell into them. That's what it's like a miniature, oh, miniature. Si- oh, oh, I did not know that's what they were called. Yes. I think I had those like 20 years ago when I was younger, but I haven't <laughs> had it since then. So it, I guess I didn't care. They kind of had like a corn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. 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 I've, oh, my. Man. Flashback. Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Clearly, I don't care so much about those either. Yeah. They're low <laughs> on the list. Fair enough. Low on the list right there. Very well done. Monsi Bolaños with us uh, in these early morning hours. Very fun stuff. Wow. I just. Cheez-Its and Bugles low on the list. I, they'd be high on mine. High bugle. on my snack list. Yeah. Bu- I just The word bugle. Bugle? No. Bugle. Not- <laughs> Not happening for you. Nope. <laughs> Why would you name uh, something like that? Name it something better. Hey, I, maybe. Maybe. Maybe you'd be on the rebranding committee. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know? Be on that meeting. <laughs> um, you know, I do have to admit something that I I do hate about myself. I always say in life, you can't become what you hate. Um, in a way, I did become that on Friday. I shouldn't admit this, but I'm going to. So the U the PGA Championship. I've been watching a decent amount. I enjoyed the Manning Cast version with Joe Buck and Michael Collins, and I enjoy this story with Tiger Woods. He's just battling. Dude was just battling out there, and uh, Will Zalatoris is leading this thing, and he's playing great golf. He's at minus nine, and I, I'm looking this dude up, and I'm like, I, I feel like I should be familiar with Will Zalatoris and. Uh, I'm not. I am not. And this dude finished second at the Masters? I'm like, where, last year, where, where was I for that? I had to have watched it. I had to, what? <laughs> I had nothing. Not ringing a bell. And the the way I became something that I hate, 
I hate when someone is only aware of just like the main, main, mainstream thing, and that's it. Now, I realize you're not going to be, you're not going to have a wealth of knowledge about every single topic, but I'll give you an example. I've loved the band Metallica for a long time. Through the Black Album, post-Black Album, different stories. Very hit or miss from that point on, but through the Black Album, love Metallica. And every time someone is just familiar and you can tell they only know one song, like Enter Sandman, and that is it. It's like you realize they've got so many other songs than just this, right? That's how I feel golf fans that really know the sport have to feel about a lot of the coverage. Where a lot of it is Tiger. And you get some Yahoo like me saying, I know I should be aware of Will Zalatoris, but not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell, really. (laughs) Some people are looking at their radios like, oh my gosh, really? Like, yeah, really. And I hate that. Trust me, I hate this. Because I've basically said, oh, I thought Enter Sandman was the only song Metallica is known for. Or that's good. You know, it's just like somebody discovering, hey, like for whom the bell tolls, pretty good song. It's like, yeah, it's existed since the 80s. What are you doing? How do you not not know that? I feel like that's what golf fans feel like all the time. There are some great golfers on tour that don't have great name recognition. Or look, there are some golf fans, they're... They're all in. They're not just watching the majors. They're watching some of these other tournaments, and they're very aware of Will Zalatoris. And it must be annoying. I just I think of it like this. I'm a diehard NFL fan. If some broadcaster, if some radio host, I don't know what the equivalent of Will Zalatoris would be. I'm not sure. But if uh, some broadcaster was like, I don't know, uh, Darnell Mooney for the Bears. I, I'm pretty sure I should know who he is. I got to be honest, I don't. I've never heard of this guy before. I'd be like, are you serious right now? How do you, how do you not know that? Um, but long and short of it, I'm sorry, diehard golf fan. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for becoming something I hate. I. It's uh, obvious I got to watch a little bit more golf. You know, I enjoy the majors, but I am, I'm not getting crazy in depth on you know the shake weight open or whatever is going on over here so my bad on not knowing Willie Z I'll do better I will do better and especially if he keeps staying on top of the leaderboard I will not forget Will Zalatoris but he is your guy after round two I'll get into Tiger Woods around the corner some props for him verbal bouquets and uh top of the hour also a quarterback throwing out a number of interesting takes We'll get to both of those stories coming up next. I'm Brian No. It is the No Show. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. I'm going to wax poetic about Tiger here in a second, but I just saw... It says on the call screen, Todd, somewhere on the road, wants to talk Metallica. I mean, like, just based on principle, I, I have to do this. I have to hear from Todd. Todd just dropped. Unbelievable. 
Outrageous, Todd. How dare you? All right, final. I guess I'll wax poetic about Tiger Woods. <laughs> I'm just, I have a curious mind. And uh, I'm like a squirrel, you know? It's kind of like something shiny in front of me. I'm like, what's that? What, what, what's that? What's that going to be? What's he want to say about Metallica? Do they suck after the Black Album? Right on. Yeah. Like, well, maybe he'll hit us back. Who knows? So as far as Tiger Woods goes, I want to play something for you. This is what Tiger Woods had to say after the first round on Thursday. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, my leg is not, not feeling as good as I would like it to be. We'll start the recovery process and get after it tomorrow. Oh, I just can't load it. Loading hurts, and pressing off it hurts, and uh, walking hurts, um, and twisting hurts. So it's just golf. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of hurt right there. Basically, any movement whatsoever is going to cause pain. And it made me think about something I heard during the second round on Friday. So Annika Sorenstam, she was on with Joe Buck and Michael Collins during the Manning cast type presentation during the PGA Championship. And Annika Sorenstam, she was giving props to Tiger Woods. And she was saying this is an amazing thing that he's doing, battling through this. And she also fit in there. She was like, I, I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, do you really want to be doing this? Like, do you need to be doing this? That type of thing. And then she immediately transitioned to, it is amazing, though, what he's doing. And it made me think. It it made me think about Tiger and just how he's wired, right? Where I obviously don't know the guy. I'm not friends with him. I don't know how he really ticks. But what I do know from afar is Tiger Woods could easily just call it a day. You know what I mean? Like, I've got 15 majors. I'm battling to make the cut at the PGA Championship. I'm not really in contention right now, so the heck with it. He could easily do that, and he doesn't. And I love that about the guy. I really do. I will never understand. There are many athletes that say, I don't have anything to prove. There are athletes that still have everything to prove that think they don't have anything to prove. I I will never understand that way of thinking. I've always thought, even if you're highly successful, you still shouldn't have this mindset of, I don't have anything to prove. It's like, there's always something to prove. It's like, can you get it done this year? Tom Brady, for instance. Tom Brady has something to prove. It doesn't mean that his legacy will be lost if he doesn't win a championship this season but this idea of well he's won seven rings so so what it doesn't really matter what happens in 2022 of course it does if you're competitively wired you're not worried about the past and what you've done you're worried about the here and now I think that's the only way you can really function as an athlete I think that's the only way you can really function in life think if highly successful people just thought like that Like, I don't have anything to prove. I've won 15 majors already, so... I mean, what's the point? It's like, well, that's all you're going to achieve then. It's being content with what you've already done. You can't do that. Even in this business, it would be obnoxious for me to be like, hey, man, I did some great shows for a a few years, like five five years ago. So what? If you're on your way to work or whatever you're doing... You're only caring about now, right? Like, that's it. That's all that matters. 
So Tiger Woods, I just give the guy a ton of props for battling the way he does. Because there are a lot of athletes that if they're in the same position, whatever the equivalent of 15 majors is in a team sport like football or basketball, that level of success, man, there'd be a lot of athletes that were not grinding the way that Tiger Woods is. And yet, after you heard him explain it, any movement whatsoever was bothering him in the first round on Thursday. And he puts the, yet he puts together a solid round and makes the cut. And guess what? On Saturday, he'll be right back out there battling again with his leg hurting him like crazy. And I love that about the guy. Absolutely love it. All right, coming up next, two stars with some very interesting, strong opinions. Ah, uh, yes, what's going This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning here. Lots to do. Lots going on. Get to the association. Also, a couple of star players with some interesting, strong takes. But I want to start with um, Game 2 in the Western Conference Finals on Friday. Warriors get it done. They erase a 19-point deficit in the process. And they snatch defeat, or snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, I guess. Sorry, I was screwing that up right there. But it looks pretty bleak. And then Dallas scored 13 points in the third quarter. And it was a two-point game going into the fourth quarter. And then the Warriors smacked them around pretty good. So it's a big comeback win. And I think it's just a completely deflating loss for Dallas. Where, like, here's the deal in the NBA. I know that Dallas came back from a 2-0 deficit in the previous series against 
Phoenix, and that was impressive. But not all 2-0 deficits are the same. right? If you think about this with Dallas, so they get smacked around in Game 1, only score 87 points, and then they show up in Game 2. They're firing threes left and right in the first half, and they're hitting them. They're off to a great start. They're leading by 19 points. And then it just falls apart. I think that's a lot different. I do. Like, they got... Dallas got worked pretty good those first two games against Phoenix. Remember, Luka went off for 80 points in the first two games. And they still still weren't close to winning. Um, But I think... I think this is more of a deflating loss to have a 19-point lead and to just disintegrate. I just think that's harder to come back from. And I also think the opponent plays a factor here too. I think the Warriors are just better than the Suns. I never was completely sold on the Suns. I said it last series where in the back of my head, I'm like, well, what are their credentials really built upon? Think about that. The reason a lot of people bought into the Suns is because they made it to the finals last year. That's really it. You're not banking on them because they had the best regular season record this season. That doesn't mean anything. It was more so built on they made it to the finals last year. It's like, well, how did they make it to the finals last year? Part of it was assisted by huge injuries along the way. Anthony Davis got hurt. If Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, I don't know that the Suns survived the first round last year. And then also Kawhi Leonard and also Jamal Murray. Those are huge injuries along the way. And so I never completely bought into the Suns. Do you buy into the Warriors? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> like To have a healthy Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and then some of the young guns. To have Jordan Poole chipping in. To have Wiggins, to have Otto Porter, that's a deep team. That's a very deep team. So do I trust them more than I do the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, absolutely I do. No doubt about that. Now, something that's interesting here, after the game, Jason Kidd, head coach of the Mavs, he was talking about the the run and some of the shot selections and living and dying by the three and all that. What happened in the third quarter? Here is Jason Kidd after the game. We, we executed there f- um, for a little bit. That third quarter, we talked about and understood, you know, that's where they tend to turn up the uh, the heat. And so, you know, we got great looks, but we, we have to do better. We have to understand when we shoot three or four threes in a row and miss, you got you to gotta get to the rim. You got to get the ball into the paint. You got to get to the free throw line. And, and that's just um, understanding the situation, um, learning, and maybe it is experience. Um, but again, the guys came out and executed um, from the start and, and put ourselves in a position to win on the road. You know, here's what I find interesting is that it happens all the time in the NBA playoffs is that a coach will be blamed for every mistake. You know? And the truth is sometimes coaches should be blamed for certain mistakes and sometimes the coach takes way too much blame for the mistakes that are made. You know, and what Jason Kidd is explaining here is something that He'll tell his players. It's something that his players should know. (laughs) And ultimately, it's 
on them if they keep screwing this up because they know better. If they're shooting a bunch of threes in a row and missing them, he's absolutely right. They got to get into the paint. They got to attack the rim. They've got to do something different and not try to stick with something that isn't working. They know that. So I just find it interesting when sometimes coaches are blamed when they shouldn't be. And I realize some of that comes with the territory, but it doesn't make it right. If the Mavs players know better and they aren't doing better, it's on them. It's not on Jason Kidd. And I don't think anyone's going to come unglued on this. It's not just creating a, a fake argument here. But it does remind me of the Minnesota Timberwolves where they gave up this huge lead and Charles Barkley hammered the coach. He was like, he didn't call timeout once. Like, not one timeout. It's like, okay, I get that. It's a legitimate criticism. Fine. But, but you understand my larger point is sometimes the coaches are blamed for everything. Like, how about, I don't know, maybe the Timberwolves make a shot or two or play some defense or attack the rim or do things that they're coached to do. How about that? That's part of the equation also. So I just find it interesting where there will be someone that's like, oh, Jason Kidd, he clearly doesn't have a a firm grasp of this team and they're taking all these threes and he's not saying anything about it. You're assuming. You're assuming that he's not saying anything about it. You know, they know better than that. So ultimately it's on them also. It's not just on Jason Kidd. I'm Brian Noe here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, an interesting take also while we're sticking with basketball We've got game three on Saturday evening. And Miami tries to uh, right the wrongs. Miami got smacked around by 25 points in game two against the Celtics. And I love after game two what Jimmy Butler had to say. Again, he played very, very well. He's been great in this series. And instead of pointing the finger at somebody else, he just pointed it right at himself. Here's what Jimmy Buckets had to say after game two. I think I got to do a better job of getting everybody else involved, if I'm being brutally honest. I got to find that, that fine medium, that fine line in between when to be aggressive and when to make sure that I can get guys open. I love that. Jimmy Butler had 29 points, six rebounds, only three assists, but he was very efficient. He was 11 for 18. He played great in game two, yet they lost by 25 points, and that's what he had to say. He didn't look and say, hey, it'd be nice if uh, Max Struess hit some more shots or it'd be nice if Tyler Hero hit a three. You know, he he could have been critical of those guys. And he was like, I got to set him up better. I love that about Jimmy Butler. I really do. It's funny because Jimmy Butler is one of those guys. There aren't a whole lot of teammates that say bad things about him. You'll hear way more good things about Jimmy Butler, the teammate, than bad things. And I always find that to be interesting, where Jimmy Butler, he is hyper-competitive. And uh, you might not like his approach all across the board as a teammate of his, but I think you certainly have to respect it. There are other guys in this league where, think about it, you just can't respect their approach. Think about Kyrie Irving. How can you respect a guy who misses more than half the season for various reasons? Like, how can you respect that? And this isn't just about not getting vaccinated. That happened but the season before. Remember when he just basically took two weeks off? And he's like, eh, you know, 
we're gonna do some things over here. <laughs> like no explanation publicly, nothing. Like how can you respect that as a teammate? But with Jimmy Butler, a guy that just absolutely grinds, I, I don't know how you can just not respect that. I'll get to some of the interesting takes of uh, an NFL quarterback here in a few minutes uh, that I thought really stood out. Uh, but let me get to the phones here. I don't want to yak away all night long. Some people want to check in. My guy Jed, who fled, is over there in Florida. Wants to say a few words here. Jed, who fled, you're on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on? Man, you got guys faking injuries. Like, I got a lower back sprain, this and that. Kyrie Irving is the man, dude, walking with his chest out. Like, I just, I'm a millionaire. I run the league. You might, your kids may, this may be the one game in their life they have to see an NBA game. They scrapped. You're poor. You're coming. Oh, Kyrie's not going to play. But he's like, because I'm Kyrie, I don't want to play. I mean, how is that not respected? He's not bullcrapping you. Like, oh, look at these. He's, he's a little bit injured. He's a little bit, you know, LeBron's got that lower back cramps, you know, blah, blah, blah. Kyrie's like, I'm just I'm I'm rich, and I don't feel like playing. And I'm a there it is. I mean I kind of respect that. How can you respect that? That's, that's what your worst take of all time, Jed. Who you're a, you're if you're a teammate of Kyrie Irving, you're sitting there like yeah, I respect. No, 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 no. Listen, earlier a few months ago, I was like, guys, I'm telling you, that guy that called out there, that's not an undercover policeman. There's no doubt about it. I've got, they, they would not be just like that's close to us. That is not an undercover. And then it turned out that was that was the way worse take. That was a way worse take. Luckily, <laughs> I was not the one making the moves, but so my friends took the you know the fall for it, and so whoops, you know that was their fault. Don't be taking so the you're setting the record moves. straight. This is not the number one worst take. There has been a worse take. That's what you're telling me, dude. Uh, I mean, I can't think of a good pun or wordplay for take right now, but I mean, <laughs> like, there, there, there is definitely good take. Well, I tell you what, what, whatever that drop was, that was a way worse take. <laughs> about, like, I need, I need, like. Like, we're old, yin-yang twins, one of them goes, ha, and the other goes, yeah. I'm thinking I need, like, a trademark sound or something to call it. What do you think? Not, not that, not tough. Now, let's see. Let's, let's go through this. All right, Chris, what do you have for us? That, let's just do a little trial and error here. What could be a good soundbite for uh, Jed who fled here? Okay, you vote. Just a little bit base knowledge. I like bird, birds aren't real. When I get real high, I don't think they're real. And I like, brr, brr, I'm saying I become like a maybe a chimera. Just start there, maybe. Uh huh. It's time okay. to stop. All right. It's time to stop. Okay. How about this? How about this? Yeah, I've got a few here. How about this one, Jed? Who fled? Uh, let's try this here. Check it out. No. Yes. No. Cookie is for cookies because crack is not for me. Yes, I like that, dude. That's pretty good. Okay, there's this. I don't know if this would really work, but I don't know. You, you said the word work, and so I almost have had to throw my phone into the woods, dog. We are not even it's about work at all around here. Don't okay. do that. I don't know. Uh-huh. And there, there's the last one here. Let's try. Oh, I got a couple. How about this one? Dog, I have on the beaches walking down there in the darkness on the sidewalks I have definitely startled many a person into that yeah. voice you know what I'm saying like here I am sweaty you know what I'm saying don't talk radio here it is you know it's a good one this, one more one more one more here we go seen a grown man naked what do you think I have about seen that? a grown man naked so you but you talked over the thing oh that was the clown like hey like oh, kids, I bet you, but, you know you know a little bit of medicine I'm not going to do the clown thing I was about to do it you know but you that I was dead but, but that's so what are we settling on Jen who fled shoes right now on my person is there a leader in the clubhouse? Or what's the sound effect that we have to play here? Here's what I'm thinking. Daddy. I was real high the other night, and I was thinking, like, when we mesh with the machines, my robot voice is going to be like, hey, Jed, are you, are you still human? I'm like, oh, no. That's going to be my voice, you know what I'm saying? Like a pessimistic okay. robot. 
We'll work on that. I don't know. Maybe we'll cut that out. That plays sports. That's how we wrap it in sports. That that robot plays sports, dude. Much love. Have a good one. You too. There he is. That's the sound of the police. No, he doesn't like that one, Chris. He doesn't like that one. That's the sound of the police. (laughs) You are a true Detroit guy. You know? That's what you do. That's how you roll. As Jay I, who fled doesn't as like I, that. It's like then you're gonna get a steady dose of that exactly, right? That's how yeah. you roll. As Chris. as as I was elaborating to the rest of the crew during the break here, I am a stubborn, stupid donkey. You tell me not to do something, and I'll just keep oh. doing it. Oh, I realize. I I yeah, I get that. I hear you on that. All right, I'll get out to the phones here. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. If you're there, stay there. We'll get right to you. I'll be uh. Quick, quick, you know, quick on the draw. I want to get to this around the corner as well. A quarterback had a number of interesting takes. There's one I don't completely agree with, but uh, we'll see what you think around the corner as well. Interesting stuff, nevertheless. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Sports Radio. Chris, you pulled the okie doke on me. There is a Lamb of God song that starts off almost the exact same way with a couple of cymbal crashes. Oh. Hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, Chris, busting out the lambs here. Not the lambs. Not the lambs. Not at all. That's all right. Any love for the lambs from you? I can't recall the last time I listened to a lamb song. (laughs) Are they on your list or is this kind of like a Monsi with Cheez-Its type thing here? I've got, I'm, I'm like, you remember the neutrals from Futurama? I don't. I have no strong opinion one way or another. Really? Yeah. That's unlike you, man. You don't, you're not neutral when it comes to 
much. Oh, I'm neutral on plenty. It's just usually really? when, uh, yes, because when I'm neutral on something, I just don't care to even discuss it sometimes. Uh, and that's when the stubbornness hits in where someone comes with me with like, oh, I'm really geeked out about this. I'm like, yeah, I don't. It's like when everyone tries to talk to me about like Marvel movies, it's like I don't watch Marvel movies. I don't really care. And then they I keep trying the, uh, to talk about it. And I'm just like, nah. Is uh no, I'm not well versed in this, but is the the new Doctor Strange movie is that a Marvel thing? It is. Um, it is. Bo Benson, one of the other producers here at Fox Sports Radio, told me because his father he wanted to take his father to see it, yeah. and his father doesn't watch all these like mini series and stuff that's on Disney Plus. He had to he had to write his father an essay on like all of the things he needed to know before going in to see <laughs> Doctor Strange too. <laughs> I saw that. I actually went to go see that movie, and uh, it's well done. But it's like, uh, okay, cool. They're doing this with Star Wars, too. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to watch eight different miniseries before no, I go yeah, see the next Star Wars movie. I'm not interested. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. It's, uh, I don't know, man. That's a whole commitment right there. Yeah, it, it, They're good. It used they're to good, not but... be that way, too. Like, they had that Clone Wars cartoon way back. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need to see that before you went and saw, like, episode three or whatever. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so I'm going to make the uh, random transition. Before I get to the calls here, real fast, Joe Burrow, Bengals quarterback, he was on the Full Send podcast, and there are a few things that are pretty interesting they had to say. The first thing, talking about sacks, the uh, the statistic, right? Like, here's what uh, Joe Burrow thinks about the reaction to sack totals in the NFL. Well, here's the thing about sacks. So there's good sacks and bad sacks, right? Sure. You know, you look at the stats. Yeah, I got sacked a lot, but you look at when they happen. Third down sacks, who cares about third down sacks? I'm going to try to extend the play as long as I can on third down to get the first down. Unless I'm in field goal range and it's going to back me up, then I'll throw away, throw the ball away and get some points. I think sacks are an overblown stat. Hmm. Interesting. I think there's some truth to that. I thought the example he gave was... Perfect. Um, I, I think that I think you got to get away from box score analysis as if, you know, you didn't watch the game and you're not a- accounting for the situation where you just look down at the stat page and like, oh, well, brr, brr, you know, I mean, sometimes it makes sense to foul in basketball. You know what I mean? Like sometimes something that you would look down at a stat sheet and see, you'd be like, oh gosh, this is not a good idea here. But what Joe Burrow explained in football, if it's, you know, if it's third and 10 and you're on your own, I don't know, 42 yard line and you extend to play a little bit longer and you're in danger of getting sacked and do get sacked, who cares? He's totally right about that. So yeah, it can be misleading. It can be overblown. I also think this, I think that defensive end, edge rushers, if you induce a holding penalty, I mean, that can be just as bad. That can sometimes be worse than a sack, right? Like, uh, let's, let's compare it here. First and 10, or you sack the quarterback for a loss of, we'll call it six. So it's second and 16, right? If you if you cause a holding penalty on first and 10, it's first and 20, you might not gain four yards on second down, and you're backed up even further. So, yeah, like, there's some truth to what he's saying, but if you give up 70 sacks in a season, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. You need a complete offensive line overhaul, and that's what the Bengals did. So there's some truth to what he's saying, but you can't just 
completely dismiss it. I'm not saying he is, but uh, there is such a thing as being too dismissive about how much it can hurt an offense giving up sacks. So I, I agree with him partially. There's another thing Joe Burrow had to say on this Full Send podcast about his Tom Brady retirement theory. Check this out. I mean, did anybody actually think he was going to be retired? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I got was fooled big time. You guys got to know better than that. I would retire if well, I just well, got his contract. Say that? Why, yeah, why, why should we know better than that? I would I take playing. Tom Brady's word for his word. I, I was a diehard New England fan through all the years, and when he said something, he does it. And he said he was retired. He said he was out of the league. And so explain. He's, he's playing way too well to, to give it up right now. Then why, why say you're retiring? I think he wanted to shut down the conversation because if he didn't announce his retirement everyone would be talking about is he retiring is he not retiring so i think he went ahead and did it to get everyone off his back so he could go think about it okay um i don't buy it (laughs) i don't buy it what it doesn't make sense to retire to then think about whether you will retire or not i don't buy that theory i don't know exactly what was going on i don't know if this was a uh uh, move to Miami in the works, and then it got thrown off with the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. There was too much heat. I don't know if that was it. I don't know if uh, this was a promise to his family and he stepped away initially. I don't know if it had something to do with Bruce Arians, the head coach. I, I don't know, but I don't buy the theory that he retired to then think about whether he was retiring. That that doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't buy that one. One more from Joe Burrow. I love this. He's not short on the opinions. Here's what he has to say about Baker Mayfield. You know, I think when you have a guy like Deshaun, you know, you got to take a chance at that because yeah. he's such a great player. But you know, Baker will land on his feet. He's a really good player. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with him on that. <laughs> I do not think he's a great player or a really good player. I I don't think he's going to land on his feet and be in a great situation. I just, I'm on the opposite side of that. I'm not going to belabor the point. There's been a million things said about Baker Mayfield. I'm of the mindset where the production has to meet the amount of attention. You know what I mean? Think about this. What I find interesting about Baker Mayfield, the amount of attention and the amount of conversations revolving around Baker Mayfield, he does not produce anywhere close to that. His production is not even close to the coverage. So I'm of the mindset, until Baker starts producing like that, I I don't want to give him that amount of of coverage. It just doesn't make any sense. This would be like being fixated on a Ford Taurus and just talking about it nonstop. Like, why would you do that? It's an average car. That's what Baker Mayfield is. He's an average quarterback, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about him. I admit the story is interesting, and some of the conversations and some of the opinions that he generates are interesting, but at some point, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to talk about a, a, a football team that's, you know, 8-9 and nine or 7-10. and 10. That's basically what Baker Mayfield is as a quarterback. He's like a 7-10 and 10 football team. Like, who cares about Baker Mayfield? All right, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. I will get to the calls in just a couple of minutes. First, though, Monsi Bolaños is with us, doing a tremendous job. And I don't care that you are not high on Cheez-Its, Monsi. You are okay in my book. I would hope so. But, all right, so Cheez-Its, same thing as, like, a goldfish or not the same? 
You know, I'm not. I I don't dabble with goldfish a whole lot. No. Are you a fan? No, no. I was. Th- yeah. I, I think they're very similar. Uh, yeah. Cheesy snack, you know. Simplistic, crispy. boring. Yeah. Is that? Do you have me in the boring category here, <laughs> snack wise? No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it at all. No, I just. I, I would. I feel like they're very similar in taste, at least from what I remember. What is your go-to snack, Monty? Uh, I don't know if I have a go-to, but you probably catch me eating Oreos Ooh, or good call. the yeah. jalapeno kettle chips. I'm a fan of kettle chips, so jalapeno or barbecue. I do like those kettle chips, too. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, I like a crunch, so that yeah. usually that's what you probably what you're going to catch me eating. Do you think we're going to keep seeing Baker Mayfield in commercials, despite what happens? I think so. He's great at those. He really, he really is. <laughs> There's something you can't teach, and he's got it. He, his comedy is on point when it comes to this commercial. So I hope we keep seeing them as well. It yes. would be funny, Monty, real fast. It makes me think: what if he couldn't get into the Brown Stadium in right. one of those commercials? Oh, well, that, that would that's be pretty what it funny. Be. And then, yeah. he, and then the commercial leads him to wherever he ends up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that, too. They should call us. Clearly, we're creative here. We can do a commercial for them. Uh, They should call us. Uh, Let's talk about the Warriors and the Mavs. The Warriors, definitely, they were down, but they were not out, and they proved it. They ended up beating the Mavs 126 to 117. It was definitely a tale of two different halves, or you can even say a tale of two different quarters. Third quarter went all Warriors' way, and this is what Luka Doncic had to say about that. From your perspective, uh, what went wrong in the third quarter? Uh, bad defense, that's it. We we got to concentrate on our defense these two games. Uh, our defense got to improve a lot. Well, yeah, you just stood there, bro. You literally <laughs> just stood there. So many moments where I was like, all of you just let them drive in. I could not believe it. We'll see what happens. They will have game three on Sunday in Dallas. Uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, we had two games last night. The Hurricanes beat the Rangers. They are now leading the series 2-0, to zero, while the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3 to even the series at one apiece. Later today, we have game three between the Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. That series is tied at one apiece. Round three of the PGA Championship continues today. Will Zelator is at the top of the leaderboard at 9 under par. He's going to tee off at 2.50 Eastern time. Tiger Woods also made the cut, even though he's in so much pain, is what he said. Pain everywhere. Uh, he ended the second round at 3 over par, and he will tee off at 9.30 Eastern time. I just came across a story on TMZ Sports that a Kobe Bryant game-worn jersey has just hit the auction block. Mm. It is from his rookie season, and it's been photo-matched. He used it in regular season games, and he also used it during the playoffs when they played the Utah Jazz. Mm. They're saying it's going to go, they're thinking, for about $5 million. Ooh, wow. $5 million. Would you ever pay $5 million for something like this? No. I would, even if I had Even if you cash. had money. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you had yeah. money, would you pay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Monty, real fast. I was in Vegas for a couple of days this week, and I made the mistake of betting a few times on the game one Warriors oh. maps over. And that's when Dallas couldn't make a freaking shot, yeah, Monty. And was then rough. tonight, nothing but offense. And I, I won some of it back tonight. That was nice. But game one is when I really needed the over, and Dallas could not make a shot. But if I had the uh, the income, like let's say that game one went my way and I could just throw around millions of dollars. <laughs> right. No, I find it weird. That's, I just Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's just a, that's a lot. And what do you, you know what are you gonna do with it? You you don't wanna wear it. 
You know, you, you can hang it up somewhere, yeah. but it's like, that's it. You just put it in a case and like, okay, if it's a jersey, fine. I think $5 million is way too it's much. It's just a lot, right. Even if I just had cash for days, I, I wouldn't right. pay it. Some of it's weird. It's like, these are Michael Jordan's boxers or something. I'm like, what? why? Why? Why would you ever want something like that? People people want weird things. They do. They really do. It is strange. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff by you, Monsi. Very good. Well, thank you. We'll do it good again tomorrow. Good hanging with you, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in tomorrow. Perfect. I don't know. What, Me, too. Schedule? Me, too. Like, what is it? Uh, 4 p.m. No. Pacific time? No, tomorrow I'm, I'm overnight here again. Oh, you know, I... Oh, 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 like the early Sunday morning hours? Yeah, so I, I'll be here for for you and Andy Furman. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. We'll hang out then. Yeah. Looking he's probably going to gonna, he's probably gonna upset me, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> he's got a talent for such things. He does. He does. For ball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let me go out to the phones here. Give me a salami submarine. That's our guy right there. Sit. I'm going to smack you from here to tomorrow. There we go. Exactly. That's, that's right. Tune in for that Sunday morning. All right, so Dre is in Central California. Wants to check in with us. What's going on, Dre? You're on Fox Sports Well, Sports this guy's Radio. always on top. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I really do think my Warriors are going to handle the Mavs in five. And I think they're going to meet the Celtics. Today, they got back in the game by hitting the middle. You know, in the in the key, I just don't think they're going to be able to do that against the Celtics. Their shot's going to have to be on. Mm-hmm. I do believe they will play the Celtics, and uh, this is probably not going to be happily, you know, with your crowd. And what Monty just said with somebody buying a Kobe jersey. I had a really good friend who was a Celtics fan, and I bought a Celtics T-shirt, and I went to a T-shirt shop, and I had them put in purple letters, really big. Kobe is a rapist on the back. No, oh, they dude. laughed so Come hard, on, man. They Come laughed on. so hard. Trey, you gotta go, man. Sure. Thanks for the call, dude. Come on, dude. You gotta be better than that. That's lame. Come on, <laughs> like you don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure. Um, I know it's a Lakers Celtics thing, fine, but that's come on. What are we doing? Um. I, I will say one thing that it made me think of just looking at the Warriors and look, some people are getting ahead of themselves. Warriors, Celtics in the finals. That might exactly be what it is. But here's one thing to consider. There are some people that are saying, well, hey, Dallas was down 2-0 in the last series. They came back against the Suns. They can do it again. That's one of the reasons I think it won't happen. Like, think about this. The Warriors, with all their experience and Everything that they've encountered over the years in the playoffs, they're aware of that also. They're aware of Dallas coming back from a 2-0 deficit. So what do you think is going to happen heading into games three and four on the road? Like They know exactly that. They don't want Dallas to get going. They don't want them to even up the series and then it's a best of three, you know? Like They just had that last series, a reminder of what Dallas is capable of. They're capable of those role players shooting a lot better, playing a lot better at home. Luka can't erupt. Like, they know how dangerous Dallas is. It'd be one thing if Dallas won the last series. Um, you know, let's say they won it in six games, but they didn't come back from a 2 0 deficit or something like that. It's a different scenario. Dallas just came back from down 0 2 
So Golden State knows that. And that's why I think it's going to be even harder for Dallas to come back. I honestly, I think the series is a wrap. I do. I think it will be a gentleman's sweep. I think it's much more likely it's a gentleman's sweep than Dallas coming back from another 2-0 deficit. That I don't see happening. Let me go to uh, Gordon. He's over in Canada. He's got a quick comment for us. What's going on, Gordon? Brian, very entertaining show. Thank you. You got it, man. Um, Tuning in. Yeah, like I, I don't know much about NBA basketball. I like women's basketball, but uh, Bobby Cox is nice to hear Cowboy, by the way. I was wondering where he was. And uh, Bobby Cox's 81st birthday, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's quite something. And, uh, and you know, the leader of the pe- – I'm doing the usual Saturday morning thing, hunting for golf balls, but the leader of the uh, PGA tournament yesterday, mm-hmm. like it's like a bad Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Our guy Willie Z. <laughs> He's playing good golf right here, though, man. Maybe this will be the first major for Will Zalatoris. Well, I always like to see somebody get there first, right? Yeah, that's right. By the way, by the way, real fast, though, Gordon, I've been thinking about heading up to Canada. I've never been there in my life. Is there one? I was thinking about Toronto. Do you recommend any city in particular in Canada? You know, you remind me of Lewis Black because uh, he was making fun of uh, W, and he said he had never been to Canada, right? Uh-huh. He goes, even drunk on a bet, you make it to Canada. <laughs> Do you like Lewis Black? Yeah, some of his stuff is really funny. Yeah, well, where I live is is nice this time of year. It's like three, two hours in a fast car from where Cowboy lives. You ever meet Cowboy before? No, but I've heard him a lot on, uh, you know, he did that one-minute thing at the end of the Mallory show. Yeah, that's right. Cowboy's a legend, yeah. man. Absolutely. He is. he is a legend. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll wait for him to get rid of that COVID thing for the second time, yeah. and then, you know, I'll, I'll scoot on over and grab lunch with Cowboy or something like that, you know? It'd be nice to do a meet and greet with Cowboy. Yeah, man. I'm with you on that. Any you know, cities, uh, though, you recommend, though? Anything? I'm, I'm asking for tips over here. Any city I'd recommend? Yeah, in Canada to visit. I've never been to Canada before. Well, because of its close proximity, I would recommend Windsor. Windsor, okay. Where he lives because it's close to Detroit. Yeah, that's right. And Detroit's a, you know, that's a nice town. There you go. All right, well, hey, man, thanks for checking in, Gordon. Can I Appreciate ask you one question, though? Yeah, what do you have? Real fast, what do you have? How does a girl get a name like Monte? <laughs> Monte, I, I love that name. Well, so do I, but it's usually a guy's name, right? Well, it's Monsi. It's M-O-N-S-E. It's not Monsi. Oh, Monsi. Monsi. I thought she was saying Monte. <laughs> no. No, it's Monsi. Yeah. Is she cute? Well, come on. You can't get us in trouble over here, Gordon. You know? Yeah, she. Check her out on Twitter. You know what I mean? She posts pictures and, and lets us know that she's on the air. And uh, I, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, you know, I'll just check it out on Twitter. <laughs> just leave it at that. There's no winning in that one. I think, Settle yes. down just a little bit. Yeah. Monty's a good looking girl. There you go. Trying to get us fired over here, Gordon. Goodness. Okay. Um, 877-99 on Fox. Final segment around the corner. I'll say this. 
You can't say I'm a homer over here. Coming up next, expect big things from this team right around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, top of the hour. I see uh, Twitter's fired up right here. My guy Arnie Spanier says uh, filling in with Chris Plank. 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time in for Anthony Gargano. So you go. Plankster and Arnie Spanier. I call him Chef Boy Arnie. Affectionately, right? Like he's stirring it up. Arnie Spanier stirring it up. Love that nickname. I get to the phones here momentarily. I do have to say this. That's a, it's a compliment right there, you know? He's, he stirs it up Pat, Pat Bev style, you know? We got all that great content out of Patrick Beverly talking some smack about Chris Paul. And uh, it, was, it was a great week. It was a great week. Um, real fast here, USC, man. Expect big things from USC. They are just plucking talent left and right. Remember when Lane Kiffin, he posted something on Twitter about being the portal king like he's the transfer portal king he's the transfer portal prince the king is lincoln riley lincoln riley going from oklahoma to usc is just plucking players left and right caleb williams the quarterback from ou last year he's at usc jordan addison he's the latest guy bolitnikoff winner best receiver in college football last year but he bolted from pittsburgh he's heading over there to usc Yeah, Jordan Addison, he had 100 catches for nearly 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns last year. Yes, Kenny Pickett was his quarterback, but he is a very productive, very good receiver. He's going to USC. And I'm just telling you, be prepared for USC to be really good really soon. And our technical producer, Chris... But you graduated from USC, did you not, Chris? Master's degree from USC, yes. Look at that. Look at that. Is is your master's degree in haterism right there? Or is it something else? Journalism and sports media. Close enough. (laughs) That's that's basically yes. Uh, Yeah, I think USC is going to be really, really good, man. I would not be surprised if they mess around and win the Pac-12. Not be surprised at all this year. They have so much talent over there. We'll see if it all gels. See if it all gels together real quickly. Let me go to the phones. Zach is in Long Beach. Curious what he thinks about this whole college football week that was. What's going on, Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hope you're having a good night, morning, whatever time you guys are uh, recording this uh, live uh, show. I just wanted to say, man, I don't think everyone is talking enough about how the Rams have a legitimate chance to go back-to-back. And I know it hasn't been done in a very long time, and it's very rare. But my goodness, they upgraded their linebacker position. That is, they've been really desperate. Honestly, I would I wouldn't say desperate, but they've needed an upgrade. And Allen Robinson having yeah. Trubisket throwing him a bunch of pennies instead of dimes, like he's going to have a good quarterback throwing him the ball now. Uh, I just want to know you guys' take on that. Do you think they have a legitimate chance to repeat? Have a great rest of your night. All right, man. Yeah, you too. I thought he was going college football, but he went NFL. That's fine. That's what he said. Yeah. He called an audible. Ricky, does that bother you, by the way? If you put it on? <laughs> Very much. You, it does. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> hey, man, I just want to weigh in on this Saban uh, Jimbo Fisher thing. Okay, cool, man. We'll get you on. Yeah, you know, I'm going to call an audible. I want to talk Rams right now, actually. But No, it's fine. Uh, look, yeah, they've got a shot because look at the NFC. What do you have in the NFC? You've got Rams, you've got Tampa, and you've got Green Bay or maybe taking a step back. I, I think the NFC is wide open. So, yeah, I think the Rams have a very good shot. And Allen Robinson, I'm with him. I think Allen Robinson is one of the sneakiest off-season acquisitions. I think that dude is, it's going to be a lot like OBJ. OBJ is putting up modest numbers with Baker Mayfield. And what do you know? He gets a real quarterback and puts up really good numbers. I think that's going to be the same thing with Allen Robinson. All right, very fun, fun show. Love doing it. And uh, I swear, I am, I'm going to have some Cheez-Its as a nightcap. You know, I'm going to close down the night in style. Keep it locked right here. Arnie Spanier and Chris Plank on the way. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.